Welcome in everybody. How we doing? Episode four of the podcast is live. Everybody say hello to Peach Sweet Tea over here. How are you doing tonight? Hi. Oh, there as we, the there uh, as the great Owen Wilson says, hello, hello, hello. Wait, no, that's <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Either way, one of the actors out there, right? Alrighty, guys. Welcome in. Welcome in. As I said, this is episode four of the podcast. We're going to be talking about, obviously, content creation, streamer life. Um, hey, everyone says greetings, Peach. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Uh, and we're going to be talking about some other stuff today. Um, our friend here, Peach Sweet Tea, has a uh, has a background in many of things and has a perspective on uh, things such as you know streaming with disabilities, uh, you know being part of the LGBTQ2. Sorry, I can't say that correctly. Uh, QT community, uh, as well as many other things, uh, has a master's in um, or a degree in anthropology. So it's going to be great getting those different perspectives today. So again, guys, if you do have any questions about our beautiful guest here today, please, uh, please feel free to ask him in the chat. So I usually like to open up with this question. It's pretty straightforward, but obviously you are a streamer. How did you get into streaming? Ah, that's a good question. Um, so I... I'm in a couple discords with some other folks and every once in a while we would kind of like stream to each other kind of similar to discord just like showing each other what's going on and then I was like what if I did this like but then made it so more people could watch and that's kind of where the onus for it started um I really like playing video games obviously and I really like getting to know people building community those types of things and so it kind of drew me and I have a few um, really great streamers that I've always watched for years now. And I was kind of like, I kind of want to be like them one day. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And how long have you been streaming for now? Um, when is my first stream? It was, a, uh, uh, it was my old apartment. So it was before August. But then I kind of took a break until because I had to move apartments. And then I was too lazy to set everything back up. And then once I did, the, okay. the only date I can actually remember is I got affiliate on December 23rd, 2020. So just over two months ago. Yeah. That, that, that sounds about so right. I'm, years. Oh, no worries. Hey, there they are. <laughs> you got to. You got to have them. You got to have them. Uh, yeah, because I actually, so a little bit of backstory between how I met uh, Buddy. Uh, that's actually uh, their first name before Pete Sweet Tea was uh, was actually Buddy. I met them through, I think uh, it was Kawaii Queen, and we were playing Phasmophobia. And I believe you were uh, kind of browsing just different Phasmophobia lobbies and this and that. And you had linked up with Kawaii Queen. And uh, we ended up playing together. And I just, I, I loved your vibe since day one. And, um, that was, I think, back in October. I think it was about October, right about that sort of time. So the fact that uh, that was then, this is now, and the fact that you're doing uh, streaming more frequently and, and all that good sort of stuff, it, uh, it's awesome. I'd love to see it. I do notice that you've also been playing. Oh, oh, there's the ears. Hey, let's go. But they're not very even, whatever. I didn't even know they were. De- I didn't know they were detachable, to be honest with you, but that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Um, and that's a, that's a Razer headset, yeah? Yep. Uh, I'm a hashtag Razer streamer, so I have the Razer headset, microphone, keyboard, and the Naga mouse I just got today. That just got delivered, so I'm still played a couple matches of Overwatch, and I'm like, 
my my aim suck. I'm sorry. I just got yeah. used to this mouse. <laughs> got to get used to it. I've I've been through that as well. Actually, this is a a cheap little like five ten dollar Costco uh, mouse and keyboard uh, combo going on right now. And it's funny because it's like so cheap and like not exactly ergonomic, but dude, I love it. I I freaking bought another Logitech thinking that it was like really good. It was like a thirty dollar mouse. It had really good reviews. I'm like I'm gonna love this, and I I hate it. I'm like I I need my little my little claw going on with this little broken ass mouse but it works you know uh what actually what actually got you into razor by the way because i do know that you do uh promote you know the razor hashtag razor streamer this and that uh what kind of got you into that that brand and and what's kind of your favorite thing about their products the first thing was actually that they had these headphones in pink and i wanted the pink headphones <laughs> so i got the pink headphones and then i noticed that uh because that was when i wanted to upgrade i was still using a headset i have it around here somewhere still um i was using a wireless headset that um i just had been using for a while and i also wanted to upgrade and not use this microphone so when i was in the market for um uh a new microphone i saw that razor had their the siren 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 i don't know how to pronounce it mm -hmm. but um, so I wound up getting that, and then when it came time to get a new keyboard, I saw that they had the RGB, um, the Widow, Black Widow, and then my mouse, this is the mouse I've been using for a while now, um, got from Amazon, but uh, I like it because it has like handholds, it has the, six, the 12 buttons on the side, because I used for my Final Fantasy 14 days. Yeah. Um, Nice. So I saw that they have a 12 button one as well. So I was like, okay, I'll get that too. And That's now awesome. all the colors link up. So it like goes from left side of the keyboard all the way to the mouse. It'll like change colors and waves. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Have you thought about getting like a second camera or a second webcam to showcase like the, the keyboard cam or anything like that? Cause I have seen some streamers do that before. Yeah. I haven't thought of that, but that would be pretty cool. Especially cause it links up with certain games too. So like with the Sims four, it'll show like if your sim is angry it'll turn red if your sim is sad it'll turn blue that's cool or with overwatch it actually lights up the keys for the abilities so when my ultimate's ready the q key will light up that's um, freaking cool actually when that's I'm really in the spawn cool room h will light up <laughs> i like that a lot though i like that a lot um and I actually had uh, llama bear kind of asked a question that's kind of in sync with that like what is your what's your favorite product so far is it the headset is it the is it the mouse is it the keyboard from that particular brand or or do you not have one particular favorite? It's all kind of in cohesion. Well, I'd say my headset has been the most, like it's been through, it's been through a lot with me. It's one of my buddies, <laughs> but the keyboard is just really cool. I did nice. accidentally spill some juice on it the other day, but thankfully I was able to quickly clean it up and I almost cried, but um, yeah. Well, I it up. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't. Uh, it didn't get broken because one of my my horror stories in my gaming slash whatever career is that um, I had a I had a water bottle right that literally it was done. It was completely empty, but it had just a couple drops in it. Right, I actually knocked it over. This was before my my tower was under my uh, desk. It was off to the side, like on the side uh -oh. of it. Knocked it over. Like literally one, maybe two drops got on the computer, went directly on the GPU, and it was like, see so ya. Yeah, that's five hundred dollars down the drain so i'm definitely a lot more mindful of that but i definitely get your pain when you spill something on a uh on a nice piece of equipment it's it's not fun it's not fun so yeah 
Anyway, <laughs> rest in peace those uh, those clumsy days. So yeah, that's awesome. So what's kind of your favorite game to play right now? I know you've been doing a lot of Valheim. Obviously, Overwatch is is one of those that you've been playing for quite some time as well. Uh, what's kind of your go to right now? Well, originally it was Dead by Daylight, um, but since the most recent like big overhaul patch, I've kind of lost some of that like charm or what really drew me into it. Um, like it's always been uh, not perfect, pretty buggy since its inception, but it kind of just like went to just downhill. And so while I love it, I just don't like streaming it because it's like weird bugs happen. Then yeah. I just, I get angry. Um, so then with the Overwatch, so I follow a couple Overwatch streamers. Got to plug Fitzy because he's the one who introduced me to this, the wonder that hey. is Sombra. She's my favorite. She's my favorite hero to play. Um, and, and you're I'm damn that good too. I want to get better. <laughs> yeah, you're. You. Yeah, uh, my teammates uh, in random solo uh, quick play, but beg to differ. But um, <laughs> they, they're also the ones who are like, "You don't have gold damage. How are you? you're a bad DPS?" And I'm like, "Do you not know how Sombra works?" Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but no, that's awesome. And and. Um, it's definitely it definitely helps because like it, exactly with Sombra it comes with those clutch moments of like when Sigma's ulting or you know Reinhardt's trying to do his thing or this and that you 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 hack them at the right time it may not show on the leaderboard that you're top of any sort of category but like those clutch moments that allow your other DPS tanks and healers to take advantage of the moment and really push that snowball forward it's uh mm -hmm. yeah Erwin says heck yeah I love Sombra hacks for days let's go yeah, my, yeah my, so the best feeling is when you hear that hey there's some zinc for me but then you just hear beep, 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 and then nothing <laughs> happens <laughs> and you know they're so mad you know they're so mad but mm -hmm. uh but yeah so we'll, we'll kind of touch a little bit on that too i actually want to ask a question going back to the whole uh product thing uh with razor because erwin does ask um is there any particular product that you'd like to see them improve upon and or add later on hmm my only thing i don't like about this keyboard is that so there's different like um they call it chroma where it's like the rgb how it lights up you can have it set so the lights change based off of volume so if you're li listening music the visualizer it'll like move with the volume of the music but you can't have that on and the game thing or at least mm. i haven't been able to figure it out so okay. my improvement for that would be it'll be more smart and like turn itself off when a game comes on or something like that. Can't have both okay. at the same time. So so something uh, pretty in the future yeah. though, a product I would like to see. Um because they've got webcams, they've got emote stands. Um mice, keyboards, mics. I don't know what else is there in the stream setup. They even have a a, a, a thing where you can plug in the audio like a mixer so, yeah mixer now i guess they have to they have to come out with the stream deck competitor i suppose huh that's a good but yeah they'll take elgato's market <laughs> <laughs> i don't know elgato's killing it but uh i mean i have a stream deck so i'm a little bit biased but who knows you know and i know i know that there are oh you do as well nice i know that there are some uh people out there that are you know oh you know there's free alternatives you could use your phone you could use that like those are fantastic but there's something about having like just a physical device that i'm just like oh yes please i love it and it's just it really it works out really well for me um and obviously there's a lot more stuff kind of going on with the stream deck as well so elgato if you're listening sponsor me 
And Razor, if you're listening, <laughs> continue to sponsor Buddy over there. Okay, let's let's keep pushing these. Not uh, a these par- yeah, it's not it's not a sponsorship yet. We're working on it though. We're working on it. But uh, that's awesome though. I definitely I haven't dove into the whole Razor um, realm too much myself. But you know, everyone that has that I know does say pretty good things about them. So I might have to check that out. So. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. So we do have another question uh, going back to the whole game topics now. Uh, first yes. one is, well, there's a, it's kind of a two-part sort of question from Llama. And uh, they say, do you use any mods or expansions for The Sims when you play? Okay. So I literally own every single pack that has existed from Sims 1 through Sims 4 currently. Um, as in, I've, I don't, if anyone were to tell me exactly how much that costs, I would... Mute them, block them, ban them, whatever. I don't want to know how much money I've spent. Um, but I do use... I actually had to make a list because uh, when I stream The Sims, I do use my mods. Um, how many were there? I had to make a Google Doc, which I can actually just share in the chat if that's okay, because it lists... Oh, right, right oh. to my camera. Now we're good, we're good, we're good. Nothing happened. <sighs> Nothing happened. I was wondering what that countdown was. Um, <laughs> I didn't even notice it. <laughs> Copy. Here we go. So that's the list of all of the Sims 4 mods I use. Um, so nice. I'm counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Or there's more than that. That's just creators. And I even sorted it by like what's gameplay changing, what's UI changing, what's content, what fixes bugs. And things because I've been playing The Sims since The Sims One back in that was like elementary middle school. Like I remember staying up super late playing Making Magic because that was my favorite pack. Um, getting a dragon as a pet and like freaking out because who doesn't want a dragon and be a wizard? Um, You're a wizard, Harry. To, yeah, <laughs> and I remember Sims Three came out while I was an undergrad in college, and I remember finals week. I took a break. And like I did for the first couple of days, I did like worked really hard. Last couple of days I worked really hard, but right in the middle, I did like a two day straight Sims. Don't, I don't recommend that. Uh, and I'm not talking about like did spent two days. I was awake for almost 48 hours just playing the Sims. Uh, yeah, definitely don't recommend that. It was just. <laughs> Uh, there's something about it being so creative. Um, it kind of gets like if there's something in your own life that you are insecure about, you can change it in there. Whenever I make myself mm. as a sim, I always put them in the education field. I always it helped me become even more comfortable with being like a bigger, heavier set person because I'm like, why am I always making my sim skinny? What's wrong with a fat sim? <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that, that's awesome. I think that. Um... Obviously, Sims is a big one because it's more of like kind of a lifestyle simulator, if you will. Uh, but I think just games in general, they really uh, help us get comfortable with, you know, our personalities or even our looks or this and that. And that, that kind of goes hand in hand with streaming, too. And uh, and just being able to find like minded people, too. I mean, like, you know, there I know people that live in a small town of a couple hundred people or a couple thousand people, but they're able to find like literally people that are going to be lifelong friends through gaming, through streaming, through Twitch, all these good things. And I think that's just such a blessing for, for many, many people, including myself and, uh, and probably even yourself as well. So that's awesome. 
kind of still sticking to the uh, the Sims topic here. Do you, uh, Lama also asks, do you have any favorite Sims memories? I found uh, they say I found an old picture today of my Sims proposing to her bed. It was such a mood. <laughs> so obviously, proposing to her bed. I I think so. <laughs> like 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 you married you married your bed llama is that what i'm hearing uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, it could be a little different for your uh for your you know answer but they kind of we're kind of going nostalgia on you we're going nostalgia sims memories in-game memories what are some fun stuff that have happened um i remember at one point I remember actually the point when I stopped because I used to be like start every family with a, like Rosebud, 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 uh, Motherlode, Motherlode to get as much money as possible and then do whatever I want. Um, but then I had one family where I was trying to play like a generational one and I, I started out by cheating all the money I could and then by time the first generation was uh, like an elder. I was like, there's nothing for them to live for. Like, the next generation folks, like, why are they... They don't have to make money anymore. They have enough. They max all the skills. So that almost, like, pushed it down. So now when I play, the most cheats I'll do is, like, if a sim gets stuck. Or if I'm like, I really want this toaster to fit on this cabinet a certain way, I'll put turn on, like, the movement cheat, like, just so it'll look where I want it to go. Um, there's, like, so many different cool things you can do in the game talk about sims 4 now um mm -hmm. that just it's wild i also remember too sims 2 in middle school me and my friend because at that time i had a really my computer was butt. i think this was back when my computer had like 256 megabytes of ram um before i updated it to two gigabytes of ram like that's how old it is yeah still in my family's house um i would play the sims 2 at my friend's house we would play together like switch off because that's just how we had to make do and yeah nice. it's just weird how like certain games can trigger memories or bring back oh yeah moments oh, yeah. that for me has to be super mario 64 i've actually seen a handful of people play that on stream over the past couple months and that was actually the first game that i played and beat at the age of four and whenever i see somebody play that i'm just like oh i, I want to break out my n64 granted if it still works and i could probably get an emulator nowadays too but like that is just like the most nostalgic thing i think it could ever exist in my personal life so yeah i definitely agree with the whole you know games bringing back memories and, and nostalgia and stuff like that so that's awesome and just to kind of follow up on that llama bear confirms that yes her sim was holding the ring up to her bed and they're going to post it in the discord later. So we can, we can talk about that off stream a little bit. So I, I've never, I've never married a bed in game or out of game. So, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. Sometimes I feel like I want to. Yeah. Right. I definitely, definitely. <laughs> what, what's, what does Drake say? I'm sorry. I only love my bed and my mama or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, I'm kind of skipping around questions here just cause I, I do have another, uh, Sims question here. Um, but, Erwin Gaming asks, what's your favorite thing about The Sims? Least favorite thing? We kind of touched on it a little bit, but if you want to go a little bit more in-depth, and obviously your least favorite thing about that, we can go and touch on that as well. I One thing that I'm really starting to appreciate is just like the different routes you can take in terms of a life. I remember Sims 1, it was like you got a job, your Sim would leave at a certain time, come back at a certain time. Same, didn't matter what job it was, there wasn't really much to change. 
but now at this point, like the sim that I'm playing most recently is in the doctor, uh, the doctor career. And so like, I actually follow him to the workplace and do the tasks um, of like swabbing the patients, testing, doing x-rays, doing surgery and stuff like that. And that's really cool because it's just like so much to do. And then if your sim gets married, now you have two sims to do that with, you can like create a family and it's all stories that you make up i mean obviously there's the pre-made sims you can play the goths and things like that but like yeah. if i just want to make a family of like four polyamorous people who have two children together and two of them are the breadwinners what's stopping me <laughs> that's true that's true that's awesome i love that um, all right, cool. So the next question we do have is going to be from uh, Other Walnut. Uh, if you guys don't know Other Walnut, he's an amazing chef. So usually he's the one coming in and asking the food-related questions. So obviously the, the the podcast is mostly centered around streaming and content creation, but we love talking about food. We love talking about life and travel as well. Uh, his question is, what is your favorite United States of America-based cuisine, uh, whether it be from South, Northeast, Northeast, West, and why is it your favorite? Um... Well, I'm going to switch that up a bit in that uh, American indigenous foods are slept on because um, a nice buffalo burger or uh, some venison, hands down, my favorite things nice. over anything that's like post-colonization. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I liked so my because my family comes from the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa. They're... There's a, it's, I mean, it's made from commodity stuff, but we have what are called bullets and bangs, which come from the French boulette meatballs with like a, a really, it's a really dry fry bed, but you dip it in like um, cinnamon sugar as like a dessert and stuff like that. And that's what we eat on New Year's. Nice. The first time I learned how to make that, I was just like, I'm a child again. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I love Nothing that. I love that. Us. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, actually, yeah. Buffalo burgers are, are fantastic. Um, I thought, you know, when I first was going to try one, I thought it would be a little gamey or this and that, but it's really not. It's really not. It's very tasty. Um, so that's awesome. That's definitely not the answer I would have expected either. Cause most people, you know, go with the, the tip, the, the, the kind of main cuisines in the world, but you kind of, you kind of took a left turn there. And just like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, peach sweet tea is very well versed in a lot of things that most people aren't. So we're going to, we're going to dive into some topics here that are, uh, I think you're going to add a lot of value to, to you guys out there, but just also be entertaining and even mouthwatering at the same time. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lemon says you're making me hungry. Yes, that's what we're here to do. You could blame Walnut for that. Um, awesome. So, we have Assassin Gear asking, what are some of your tips for growing on Twitch? Ooh. See, that's a good question because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Um, I'm still trying to navigate that line of like how much is annoying my friends versus how much is still promoting myself. Like I can only post on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat every so often. Um, but I'm starting to, I'll just say, so I've had a, a, a Twitter account since 2009 and it recently got suspended because I joked to one of my friends, which is not against the rules to tell someone I'm going to kill you because you made me see this picture. That is obviously a joke. Mm -hmm. the, 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 whatever the thing caught it, the, um, AI or whatever uh, you want to auto, call it. Auto mod or yeah, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It caught it and they still haven't given my account back, but that has made me, that has forced me to start using my peach sweet tea account more. Yeah. <laughs> and since I've started doing that, um, 
I don't know. It, I've seen more growth when I interact outside of Twitch with people that I've met from Twitch. So that whether that's hanging out in discords, on Twitter, even just playing games, like I'll play games with you, you're streaming, but I'm not, and I'm enjoying myself and having just as much fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And we actually did that the other so, day, I think, because I think you were streaming when we played Overwatch, yeah? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, just on Tuesday after I was done streaming yesterday. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. I think that um, I would say the same thing and in terms of, I've said it before as well, is that in order to grow on Twitch, you have to grow outside of Twitch, just like, you know, Peach Sweet Tea said here. And um, I think it's very true, you know, and, and even like even in the, the realm of Twitch as well, like Twitter's kind of the go to for a lot of people. TikTok is really blowing up for a lot of people. I know a couple of streamers that have people come in from TikTok in order to or, or that found their stream that way, uh, which is really interesting. And I'm not personally on it yet, but I definitely need to get on that to be completely honest with you. And um, but it, it it's even inside the platform as well. I credit a, a lot of my growth even before I started streaming from being on Twitch, being in chats, talking to people, networking. And one thing I will kind of piggyback off that on is, you know, be frequent in certain people's chats fairly consistently and they get to know you. But also don't be scared to branch off. Like obviously we have our like top one to three streamers that were, were in their stream every single day. But don't be scared to go to some new people. Go browse the categories and of a game that you like and say, oh, you really like this game too. Like, and, and just really make friends. The more That's really what it is, is the more friends you make, the more people that are going to want to support you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the way to kind of the way to go, I think, in terms of growing on Twitch. Unless, did you have anything else that you wanted to add to that? Or just a quick thing that the, what is it, the SGT mm-hmm. Discord? Yeah. Streams grow together, yeah. Yeah, I was in scrolling through just like who was online, and I saw a face where I was like, okay, this seems a little familiar-ish to me. Not as if I know the person, but like I got a feeling, and so I went and watched them stream, and it turns out not only were they native too, but they have similar ancestry as myself. Mm-hmm. And all it took was like, first I had to get introduced to y'all, then I was introduced to SGT, got on that Discord, saw this person was streaming, clicked it, and then eventually we were, like, mutually following each other. (laughs) Yeah. The way that life could just, like, curve, like, a river or something. What is it, the seven degrees of separation or something like that? I mean, it's it's true. It's true. And, um, yeah, I mean, and it's, for me, it's gotten to some points where, like, going back to the whole blessing thing, too, is, like, there's a certain handful of people that actually live fairly close to me that I, I, I made really great relationships with on Twitch that like we're planning on doing meetups and planning on like just hanging out and this and that. And uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Oh, Cause of, yeah. <laughs> what, wait, what was that? Post COVID of course. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, but I think it's amazing that we, we have literally millions and millions of potential friends at our fingertips nowadays. And uh, the great thing is, is for example, like, you know, we have certain values and if there's someone that doesn't have the same values or similar values, well, that's fine. There's many other people out there to, to, to you know, meet and hang out with and, and network with and everything else like that, too. So awesome. Right. Um, let's see. Kind of on the same subject. Uh, I believe it was Llama Bear that asked the question. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Yeah. OK. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out on Twitch? Uh, I wish I had known how strong the urge is to keep buying things to improve the stream. Mm. 
like I went from like I'm just gonna stream with this headset and this micro or um, webcam that I bought for school, and it's gonna be fun. Next thing I know, I got a new headset, got a new mic. I have LED lights on a green screen. Uh, I have a ring light. Right. I was very yeah. tempted to get one of those emote like poles that Razer sells, but I'll hold off on that one. That one's not as did you required. Did, but... did you say did you say emote pole? Yeah, it's like a little pole that you stick and then it has like a screen on it and so when people emote certain things it like makes a f it like shows the emotes and stuff that's interesting i never even heard about that that's interesting but uh yeah. i uh i think that's i think that's super super true actually because I i'm the same way and not only during streaming i mean even for my film career i can't tell you how many things i bought were like that's a cool gadget that's a cool gadget you know and, and this and that and uh i definitely get a little of retail therapy when i'm like that's a cool piece of gear I think I have $200 in my bank account. Let me check really quick. So yeah, definitely um, if I have any advice for, for y'all out there, which I think, you know, buddy here would, uh, would agree is that don't be scared if you don't have what you need. Cause I've had people come up to me and be like, yo, like, do I need a webcam? Do I need this? And, and, and there's, there's certain things that help, but focus on your content first, focus on your relationships and your friends and your, your content and your stream first. And then down the road, get a better computer or get a webcam or this and that as you find out that you want to continue doing this and that you can actually afford it. Like, don't make yourself go broke over something that probably won't make a difference. Because if you get like a $400 DSLR, but your content isn't improving, you're not going to see those numbers increase. Let's be honest. So yeah. I just posted a link in the chat of what I was talking about. Oh, uh, the, the emote, emote stick? Display. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to buy it right now. Hold on. Click that link. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So let's see. Again, guys, if you have any questions for um, our guest here, please feel free to ask. Uh, you guys have been asking some great questions so far. I haven't even had to really crack into my set of questions, which is awesome. I love when the conversation keeps going and uh, you guys are participating in chat. So huge shout out to chat. Huge shout out to everybody in the community that's here supporting. And whether you're lurking or hanging out or asking questions, I freaking love you. Thank you so much. Um, awesome. So let's see. My next question is actually going to be from Robot Fighter, and uh, he says, "What is your or what is the scariest map for you on Phasmophobia, and which ghost is the scariest for you uh, in Phasmophobia?" His is prison, in particular. When prison first came out, I was terrified of it. I will say yeah. that, yeah, because I didn't know where stuff was. Now it's not as scary. But Asylum still gets me sometimes, especially when the ghost is like all the way at the leftmost downstairs floor. But then you like checked the top right first hmm. and that starts hunting before you even have had a chance to check in. It was just like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, prison is fine just because once you figure out the layout, you can know where to like hide and stuff like that. In terms of ghosts, I'm. I still hate the when the one who looks like the grudge, the newest one. Not the new. I don't know if she's the newest one. I think the peepee -pee ghost is. Yeah. The newest one. Oh yeah. Grudge-looking <laughs> ghost. <laughs> no peepee -pee ghost. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the grudge-looking one when she crawls. That's. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna double that and say that's probably my uh, my scariest ghost as well. Um, but yeah, I I don't know honestly like there's no real maps that are. The scariest for me, I would say the most, the more intense ones are probably the smaller maps because you're kind of right in the action and like, you know, the ghost, you have, you have a lot less places to run. Uh, whereas, you know, on Asylum, I've played 
two-hour asylum games with like almost no activity so like while it can be kind of creepy same with prison it can be kind of creepy i think that the smaller maps tend to be a little bit more like intense most of the time obviously you know it depends on the ghost and their activity and stuff like that but yeah the, the grudge looking ghost when i first mm -mm, nope i'm out <laughs> i'm out uh with the, with the smaller maps too like the one that's like it's like the intro house where it's just the one floor with the basement and the garage like if the ghost is hunting a lot eventually you run out of places to hide because it's already checked that closet it's already checked that closet and it's that's just like true. eventually where do you even go and that's they patched true. out that bug so you can't flip through the locker anymore yeah to escape so i need to play phasmo again with you it's been a while it's been a while since I played Phasmo with you, so we definitely got to get that going. But um, I, I'll kind of piggyback off that question, though. Are, are you a, are you a big horror fan in general? Are you big like horror games and horror movie fan in general, or was like Phasmo kind of the exception to the rule uh, for getting into that whole genre? I think for Phasmo specifically, it went from DPD to Phasmo because a lot of people started streaming Phasmo around the same time. It got really popular on Twitch really quickly. And so I just wanted to try it out. But in terms of like horror films and things, I have to really be in the mood to do it. Because with my anxiety, sometimes it's like, I know that the thrill is nice, but I also get anxious about being anxious about it. So yeah, yeah, either wait till friends come over or really get in like, do like a, a, like a, what, a binge? But usually I prefer like um, East Asian horrors, Southeast Asian horror films. The ones that really like make you think, is this actually real? Like I remember the first time yeah. I saw The Grudge in eighth grade, I like couldn't go in my family basement for a couple days because I was afraid of looking in the dark corners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so like, too. But I'm, not, like, I'm not afraid of Freddy Krueger attacking in my sleep. Okay, I'm not afraid got of it jason because screw screw freddy because when i was like five or six years old my uncle made me watch that movie and i'm like this is the worst thing ever uh anyway he's he's a good uncle just he's questionable at times uh <laughs> so uncle is a <laughs> i mean they're being uncles right you know they're being uncles uh but uh that's interesting too. Like I, I find myself, I don't really enjoy scary movies too much, especially modern scary movies. Not because they're scary, just because they've been recycled so many times. Usually, like they're so predictable for the most part. I do find myself enjoying scary games though, because like obviously I do spoopy Sundays every single Sunday, and like I'm pretty jumpy in general. And then when chat starts, you know, dropping those those uh, sound alerts on me, it could be pretty good content. Um, I mean, I'm shitting my pants, but everyone else is laughing at me. So that's kind of the point, right? That's kind of the point. Um, kind of segueing kind of back into the whole scary like DVD thing. I know you haven't really touched DVD in a while because of the update. Uh, kind of the same for me. I did Survivor for the first time the other day too. But have you heard that they announced the new killer? Okay. Not only have I heard, but I am in the whole train of people on Twitter excited about him. Like yeah. everyone is each word for the new killer. Yeah. Um, I am not an exception to that rule. People have made their edits already. We've been asking for shirtless Myers, but instead we get a shirt, a open shirt trickster. Yeah. Am I mad about it? No. That wink, <laughs> don't even talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, you know. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched a couple people play him for the first time uh, yesterday and today, and he definitely looks cool. Like, obviously, like, some people are kind of, kind of hating on it, saying, oh, you know, there's nothing exciting about it. It's just a weaker Huntress. But, like, I don't know. Like, we... 
you know, this is the first time where we have a, a, a ranged killer where it's not like, you know, one hit downs or the stuff like that. It's a lot of like interesting things about them. And um, I love that they added a little bit of dialogue in there too. And um, I think he's, that, I think he's Korean, I believe. Right. Yeah, I believe. He, so he's a, he's a, a, a spurned K-pop idol. And yeah. the survivor, Yunjin, is a producer. So they actually knew each other in real life. Right, right. Well, in real life in the game, outside right. of the, like the fog. It, yeah, in the lore, yeah. Which is really cool, which is really, really cool. Um, but I think it's going to be cool because... Uh, he he's kind of like the first killer to kind of talk and do like little dialogue things too, from what I understand as well. Because uh, I can't think of first to speak a living language because yes. Bami Mami, the plague does speak an ancient language that no one speaks in everyday life. This is true. This is true. This is true. So yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah, because he when he starts the mori, he says "Here I go," basically, and then yeah. throws the card, and then he says "Thank you." Yeah. That's and awesome. He has little things he says throughout the match too, and laughs and stuff like that, which I kind of like. It almost gives it more of a a human element, but in the way of like this guy is twisted. Yeah, <laughs> and I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's definitely like unique enough. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just, you know, <clears throat> like they. they I think I feel like they did a good job with the twins being like a different kind of killer as well. So I like that they're not just like copying and pasting. Um, and doing the whole thing, at least from what I can tell. Um, but kind of going back to the Korean thing, I know you, that you do speak uh, a few different languages. Did you want to talk a little bit about that and kind of what's your what's your background on that? How did you learn them? What's your favorite one to speak? So on and so forth. Yeah. So I label myself as being fluent in four languages. We have English, um, Japanese, Korean, and an American Sign Language. And I feel pretty comfortable with that, that being in the order of what I know best to I used to speak French. I lived in France for a summer, but I forgot most of it because I don't have many people to speak it with. Um, hashtag Mike for partner. Uh, <laughs> you guys English are too is my bad. native language. Oh, I also speak a little bit of my native uh, American Indian native language, but it's way too difficult. Um, but uh, I started learning Japanese in high school. My high school was cool in that we had Japanese as one of our classes you could take for four years and so i did that for the four years my university that i ended up going to didn't have it so i got involved with our like japanese um uh, uh international student population that was around the time where the tsunami hit back in 2011 um, so i helped out with donation efforts helped us raise like what was it like 1200 dollars to send to the red cross and things like that um, and I really got to practice Japanese and know more people in the community that way. Um, then I spent a year in, was it the second to last year in my undergrad? I studied abroad in South Korea for a school year, so about 10 months. Um, and it was interesting because I went there so I could learn Korean, but most of my friends were Japanese. And so I wound up speaking both Korean and Japanese more. Um, even in English, I remember a winter break, all of my American friends left, so I wasn't speaking English at all. And the next semester when new American folks came, I was like, what was that word again? Why can't I remember English? Like, super cool, but it was also terrifying that I couldn't remember my own native language. But, uh, uh, what was then? then? So that was how Korean, and that was cool, because it was like we would take classes, 
And since we were in Korea, we could just like leave and practice. So it'd be like, oh, today we learned how to call a taxi and give directions. Let's take a taxi to the shopping district today. And that was really cool. Um, and then sign language, I actually started taking it um, in college because I have two cousins who are deaf and no one in the family really knew sign language. So like during Christmas times, they kind of be off to their lonesome and whatever. And I was like, well, I want to learn so that we can include them in the conversations. And then serendipitously, after I came back from Korea, I started losing my hearing. So I have 40% hearing loss in my left ear and 30% hearing loss in my right ear. And then something called um, auditory processing disorder, which I would describe as kind of like dyslexia, but with words, spoken words more than text. Uh, mine's mild, so it only kicks in every once in a while, but like, um, that so now that i know sign it was kind of like well i'm glad i know it because if worst comes the worst and i lost even more i can still communicate with people <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um <clears throat> so i guess i kind of segue i do have some other questions in the chat but that's kind of a good uh <clears throat> sorry excuse me a good opportunity to kind of segue into like obviously you talked a little bit about oh, no. you know some of the what huh I just saw an OO in the chat. Oh, so. I, I, I thought I heard whoa, 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 like as if like no, stop what you're doing. Uh, so kind of segueing into like obviously you're you're pretty open about like you know what things you you you're dealing with and disorders and whatever word you want to call it uh, while being most respectful about it. Uh, how do you find that? You know, obviously with the hearing loss and like the kind of anxiety that that you kind of go through and the PTSD that you go through. Uh, how do you find that affects your streaming? And how do you how do you cope with that? And do you have any tips for anybody else out there? Because I know personally, I know a handful of people that deal with very similar things as well, and uh, that are trying to get into streaming or that are currently streaming. So, if you could talk a little bit about your experience and how you deal with it, and any tips or tricks that you may have, uh, I think that would be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to get the like diagnoses, like uh, health. That's, that's not the word. Um, what's the word? Like diagnostic, medical stuff out there the things mm -hmm. i've been diagnosed with besides the hearing loss and apd um mainly i have what's called cyclothymia which is kind of like a version of bipolar disorder but rather than like a week up and then two weeks down and then a week in the middle like that i can uh my mood it doesn't get as extreme but it can shift within a day so i could have like three manic periods within the course of a day depending right. on how well i control it or not um in addition to that because I'm a survivor of childhood trauma, I have PTSD and generalized anxiety disorder. Um, the PTSD is new, so I'm still coming to terms with that, but it makes a lot of sense. As I mentioned, my family comes from Turtle Mountain with the native part. We have what's called generational trauma. Right. So it comes from even before I was born. Like these things haven't been rectified, like injustices, genocide, things like that have never been rectified. So it keeps getting passed down generation generation that makes a lot of Even sense scientific, scientifically speaking too with the advent of epigenetics where things that happen in your lifetime can actually be passed down to your children by what's wrapped around your dna so if you have like no food growing up your dna is going to change so that way your children don't grow up being as hungry because it would be hard to adapt to that type of situation um, so that's like scientific basis for generational trauma anyway ptsd uh generalized anxiety disorder um, and with that, the easiest or easiest to see thing is when my anxiety is really high, I start ticking 
as TIC, as in similar to Tourette's, but I don't have Tourette's. It's when I get super anxious. I feel this like staticky feeling in my body, and it's like similar to when you use a, mm-hmm. a like what's what are those machines that like builds up the static and then it arcs to the closest object. I don't know the it, term for it, but that I, I can kind of sense what you're what you're talking about, though. It's like kind of what you said. You described it kind of as like a sneeze building up and something like you can you can feel it and and you you don't really have a lot of control over it for for lack of a better term, I guess. Um, yeah. And we we actually do yeah. guys we we actually do have a clip that we could share really quick uh, just to kind of show. Um, <clears throat> some of that kind of going on live on stream this is a clip that buddy uh shared with me here so we're going to go ahead and show that if that's okay with you and uh just to kind of give you guys uh, an idea of what that is uh kind of Tesla about there yes yeah. yeah okay cool oh Tesla coil. okay so here we go let's go ahead and play that really quick and uh in this clip it shows a little bit of uh how they had an idea for for one of their emotes and kind of a, a prominent part in their stream so it's kind of an example of like run with who you are and 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 own your own own who you are and and allow that to speak to the world and and be part of your brand so let's go and watch it i spent a vast majority of this match healing myself love that for me it's called pro plays It's called Pro Plays and Pro Plays Accessories. That was not a tick I've ever had before. God. No, I mean, the actual statement itself was a tick. I didn't tick after it. That was the tick itself. All right, so that's kind of that. Um, But I also love that reference to because uh king of the hill uh i sell propane and propane accessories so that's a good one that's a good one but yeah obviously that's a a a visual example of of what you know they're talking about and what they go through so um there's kind of that so you know if you guys have any more questions in terms of uh, of you know different things that we all go through and obviously particular things that buddy goes through i'm sure that his dms are always open and obviously give him a follow and uh pop into the to the chat and and hang out you know but um obviously that's one example did you have any other thing that you wanted to kind of touch on in terms of helping deal with things especially in the streaming world because i know some people are anxious to be not only on stream but to be on camera and and being able to uh to kind of deal with those sort of things yeah um I mean, first off, with the uh, psychothymia, especially when I'm in a depressed period, it can be really hard to get out of bed, take a shower. Some days I'm like, do I even want to stream? I just want to sleep. Um, But because of the stream, I'm even like, I enjoy it so much that I'd rather fight the depression and just do it because I know that my mood will improve and stuff like that. But I've actually made changes to my stream to better accommodate. Another thing too, I forgot to mention, about a month ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and I blame the pandemic for it because I live in a food desert. I can't walk to go get groceries. I had to do a lot of DoorDash in order to get stuff done. Um, and that my doctor also didn't tell me I had high blood pressure till, or high blood sugar till it was too late. Mm-hmm. So I actually wear a, uh, you can't see it, but a patch on my arm. And I actually use my phone to scan it, and it'll tell me what my blood glucose is at that time. 
Um, but part of that too is that I should be getting up and stretching and stuff like that every once in a while because reducing sedentary time is better for you than necessarily just trying to jump to going to the gym five times a week. Like that's an unrealistic goal when you go from not working out to trying to do that. So my uh, doctor and dietitian recommended just getting up and stretch and stuff like that. And so I, I added a button to my stream deck that it adds a stretch timer to my stream. And so that's when it goes of, off, cool. I'm like, okay, everyone who's watching, stand up with me, because I know you've been sitting for a half hour, 45 minutes. And so I stretch and stuff like that. Um, but at least in terms of the ticks, I kind of embrace them. I follow content creators on Twitch and off of Twitch who have Tourette's. Um, and watching them, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I like watching them because they're a good representation of what it's like to live with ticks. Um, and they help normalize it. But also, a common thing of people with ticks is that when you interact with each other, you start to absorb each other's ticks. And so the more I watch them, the more I tick things that they tick. A good example, two of my favorite on Twitch, at least, are Sweet Anita and Anarchy Chad. Nice. And they're good friends, but they can't watch each other's streams because they will start to pull each other's ticks. Like, yeah. Absorb them. Almost, like yeah. a parrot. It's um, interesting. And I think there's, so a, I there's a certain keep doing term it. for that, too. Yeah. I can't control it. Yeah. That's Echo, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much for the advice, obviously. Um, because, again, I, I mean, even a couple of uh, friends here in chat are expressing that they deal with similar things. And I didn't even know about that. And that's what's beautiful about having um, certain guests on, on, on the podcast and this one in particular, because, like, it allows people to show that they're not alone they're not the only ones that are going through these types of things and that we can this can be a safe space that we could all talk about what's going on with us you know what i mean um i've always wanted this to be an accepting community an open community and the fact that we could have these discussions and even provide light for you guys and even myself even on like how to deal with these these things how to recognize these things and provide uh solutions and and not only solutions but like friends that you could talk to now that Y'all have met Peach Sweet Tea. Now you can go into their stream and just hang out. You have a new friend to go hang out with. And um, I'm very, very happy that, uh, that, I, that we started the podcast. So thank you for sharing that. And if you go on my uh, uh, page, in my like intro area and in my about section, I talk a little bit more about things too. So if there's anything in there, topics, or you're like, hey, I identify with that, hit me up. My DMs are open. Nice. That's awesome. I got a couple DMs already since we've been here. Nice. That's awesome. I love that. I really, really do love that. So um, I'm going to go back into uh, a couple of uh, chat questions here. We had Max, uh, Devastator, and Silverzone both asking, do you have a niche or do you have to have a niche when starting Twitch or to be successful on Twitch? What's your personal opinion on that? I think don't let think, don't let, um, I would say don't let thinking you have to have some sort of niche be uh like hold you back from starting because sometimes it's like you just want to feel things out figure out what makes you more comfortable like when i first started streaming i was just being i was buddy and hanging out whatever once i started to embrace that i love the color pink i changed my name to the peach sweet tea thanks to final fantasy 14 yeah started getting pink everything like now i do my makeup pink and everything like then things started to make sense for me. But that's because I had already started streaming, had already breached the topic to start to explore that. 
and how it is good to have it. So for example, if you're just going to be playing DPD constantly and that's your thing, go for it, especially if people enjoy watching you. But like, you don't have to have that just to be like, if you just want to play a different, like, that's kind of how I do it. I just play different games, whatever I feel like. I did get a feedback though, because I was interested in, because I've been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. And I was like, this makes me want to play Breath of the Wild. I think I'll play that next time. And someone was like, okay, maybe finish the game first and then switch over to Breath of the Wild. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't want to be jumping back and forth between the two. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have it if you can figure it out and it won't be a negative thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, so, uh, Lemon in the chat, uh, said that they think it's a personality based thing. Like if they like your vibe in general, that's what more people are connected with. Not necessarily the game or, you know, particularly a niche. And, um, I think, I think there's a, a lot of truth to that. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, obviously like that's why I, I encourage when people do get webcams, if they started streaming and they don't have one, that's a big part of why I do suggest is because having that, like by me, by you looking into these eyes right now, you can connect with me a little bit more. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not a prerequisite, but I think that that human connection, that personality connection is really, really big for growing on Twitch. But I will say that I do think that niches do help. Like, for example, like I do the drums and stuff on my stream and that's kind of my niche. And I, I do know that that probably has helped me grow a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously having a certain game that you do play can help it a little bit, but I think it's probably 30% that and like 70% do people like who you are and, uh, and, and that whole thing. So yeah, I yeah, think that's, that's yeah. So and yes, Kazi, I will look into your eyes any day of the week, baby. Let's go. Uh, so did you have anything else that you wanted to add on anything in terms of niches and growing on Twitch while we're on the topic or I know we kind of talked uh, a good amount about that. So. That's so much that, just a quick note too. I uh -huh. had a feedback while I was talking to one of my students as well. I'm always looking like this when they're talking, like I look like this. Yeah. And they're like, well, you're never looking at me when I'm talking. I'm like, no, this is, I'm looking at your face right now. My webcam is here, but my yeah. screen is here. Yeah. And so like, if, if you see a person staring at the same spot whenever they're doing chat or anything like that, because I know some people will keep a chat on one monitor, game in one monitor, maybe OBS in another, if they have three, um, you'll know that if they're looking like this or something that they're looking at chat. I almost appreciate that of like, now I can tell when they're looking at chat rather than kind of just guessing. That I appreciate more than just like sitting here and if I'm streaming, I'm not gonna be staring into my webcam constantly because that yeah. makes me uncomfortable most. Yeah, I actually, um, <clears throat> well, that's interesting. That's interesting too. Like for example, like when I'm talking to you, like I, I do like to look at the camera and, and do that sort of thing is because, you know, I think it is important to have that that connection. Obviously, a lot of people aren't obviously comfortable talking to a camera as well. I do think that having a background in film has helped me in a lot of ways on streaming, but that is, that is a little bit of a trick though, I think. Like obviously it's kind of awkward, but it does help it helps people feel like they're that you're you're talking to them i think for the most part so um if you guys can you know practice that i think it's a good thing to practice so it's a good point yeah i tend to just stare at people's nose or lips because if i have to read lips when my ears aren't working as quickly that makes sense that makes sense helps. yeah awesome cool um <clears throat> 
So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but not super in-depth right now. But uh, Ghouls is asking, what is your favorite game to play on stream? Since DBD is gone, I've... Well, it's not gone. I haven't been playing it as often. Yeah. Um, You'll get back into it when uh, Trickster is fully released, won't you? Yeah. Oh, don't... <laughs> don't even question it. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been enjoying immortals it's i've noticed that when people play competitive games like overwatch dpd phasmo phasmo to an extent um fall guys people enjoy it because they like to see like people winning or being competitive and stuff i've really enjoyed immortals because i i just enjoy playing it and especially when stuff like cool happens even if i only have like two people watching at that time i'm like i'm having fun i'm getting mm -hmm. ahead of the game i can see progress um, but in terms of like when it comes to like interacting with chat and whatnot, I'm enjoying Stream Raiders a lot. Yeah, um, how I long have you been playing Stream Raiders, by the way? Because you haven't been doing that long, have you? If I'm not mistaken, I've been playing it as a viewer for a lot longer mm. than I have as a captain. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, that because uh, it was actually the streamer named Leah Luck L E A H Luck underscore introduced mm -hmm. me to that. And she's actually, because recent was it last week I was doing donation streams, and she's the one I was raising money for. So at the end of last week's dono, like, set of streams, we wound up donating $100 at the end because she has to move cross-country. Um, and that was kind of me giving back to her because she introduced me to Stream Raiders. Um, she kind of gave me some tips of streaming and stuff in the past, and that's been super helpful. Every time I show up, she's like, oh my god, everyone go follow Peach. They're super sweet. And I'm like, you're the sweet one. What are you talking about? Um... And so I, I just, I like to emulate the energy she has because she she plays a lot of Monster Hunter and she self-proclaims that she's not very good at it. So she's always taking tips from chat. And so yeah. there's this back and forth of like, what should I do? And people are telling her what to do. And that would be cool. Nice. I, anyway, that was a pretty long tangent just to say. Um, uh, Immortals has been fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the beautiful thing about the format about this podcast. There's no time limit. It's literally just two friends talking it out over a fireside chat with, uh, you know, a bunch of other people that are hanging out with us as well. So, um, again, shout out to chat for asking some beautiful, beautiful questions. Um, I like to have a list of questions that I like to ask my guests, but it's always fun when you guys ask personal questions, especially if it's something that can help you guys. I mean, you know, this is a big part of it is to help the community and get to know each other even better so big shout out to chat big shout out to uh, peach sweet tea for being the guest today i'm having a great time and uh let's keep on let's, let's keep it going guys if you guys do have any other any other questions feel free to put them in the chat let's go um i'm we still have a listening question. But I fell. i'm gonna fix it real quick no problem no problem um let me see i wanted to go ahead and find another one here it is <clears throat> so we have a robot Robot Fighter, who is obviously really big into Phasmophobia, asks right now, uh, uh, the, uh, in the game right now, asks, have you experienced the spirit box glitch where it is two people holding a spirit box and one person asks a question and the ghost answers in the other person's spirit box? I've never personally ran into that issue. Is that the one where you're like across the map, you're not even in the same room? Because I've heard about it, but I haven't experienced it. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. So you said you haven't experienced room, that? Okay. I can't answer either one. No, I haven't. The only okay. like bug that I've really experienced was the flipping like outside of a house in the locker. Hmm. Okay. 
Nice. And I abused the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we have Silver asking a question right now. Do you have closed captions on your stream? And if not, would you ever consider adding them? I use the closed caption, what is it, the site? Um, the one that's built into Twitch, I think, right? Uh, the one that like you you copy you you connect it to Twitch and you add it as a source or you don't add it as a source yeah it connects to Twitch. Um, I am interested in doing the one that's that uses OBS so it's yeah. actually hard coded into it because I know the captions don't work if you rewatch the VOD currently with the Twitch caption. I didn't know that. Captioning. I didn't know that. Okay. So. Yeah, it doesn't save the information. So I'm interested in doing one in OBS that puts the captions into the video. So if someone rewatches it, it's always there. The But the rub with that is if I wanted to use that footage in like a YouTube video or something, the captions would be there. Like I could only be able to get rid of them in that way. So I'm looking into more accurate options because the Twitch closed captioning one is... It can, it, it can be hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I think that's I've actually considered doing that as well, because I want to be as accessible to uh, many, many people um, as possible. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, no matter what kind of walk of life. But I think that's one thing that I haven't really made an attempt to to um, catering to, I guess would be the right word. I don't know if that's the right word, but like is, you know, the hard hearing and stuff like that, because um, I don't I don't currently have captions on my stream. Um but it, I never really thought to add it either. But now that we're on the subject of it, I think that I will. I think that it will add that option so that way, you know, it could be accessible to, to more people. So Yeah, I just put the link in the chat. But the, okay. um, I remember at one, I, one day when I was streaming, I was like, this is really inaccurate. I'm just going to turn them off. And I was like, actually, no, I'm going to let the viewers who uh, want it or need it. Decision. Yeah, right. yeah. I think that's that's solid because, yeah, because me personally, I, I usually turn them off because they can be distracting to me. But then again, I don't need them, though. So like, but that doesn't mean that somebody else won't. So I think that's good to have the option to be able to if, if that's an option. So um, yeah. that's awesome. Zoom cool. has added their own because Zoom originally was what I, I used this stream closed captioning tool for Zoom as well. But uh, now Zoom has a native captioning and it's really accurate compared to this. Nice. So like, Nice. While I'm using Zoom constantly. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's see. Let me go ahead and um, ask the next question on my list here. So we already touched on their favorite games to play and stream and all sort of stuff. But what's uh, what's like the first game that you ever played? What was like your first console? How old were you? What was the first game that you played? What's the first game that you enjoyed? Let's talk about kind of the back in the day stuff here for a minute. Um, Cause I already talked about mine obviously was super Mario 64 and the whole N64 and everything like that. But uh, I want to know a little bit more about that for you. Very first console my family owned was a Sega Genesis, but I was too young to really connect with the games. Like I would play them. I remember playing a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog, but like, I didn't know how to collect the chaos emeralds. I didn't know how to collect anything cool. I just would play them as like a four year old or whatever. Um, but then my grandma worked at a grocery store and she won a Nintendo 64 for a raffle. And I remember me and my brother just like losing our collective minds. But my uncle purchased Ocarina of Time for me because he's like, I saw a commercial about this and I thought you would be interested. And that basically changed my life. Nice. And Hell I remember yeah. it, was, it was first grade because I remember I spent like a week 
not knowing that in the Kokiri forest at the very beginning, there's that hole you crawl into to get the shield, or is it the sword? The sword. That hole you I crawl in. I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No idea it was there. This is before game FAQs. A week, I was stuck at the very beginning of the game, and I got so excited that I figured it out that the next day in class, I couldn't contain my excitement, and I brought it up in math class in first grade. Nice. My nice. teacher was like, cool. <laughs> That's but, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Zelda is, I think is a big part of most people's childhood. Pokemon, Zelda, Mario, like all those are just classics. At the Final very def yeah, and Final Fantasy as well. I was never really huge into Final Fantasy. I, don't hate me for it. Don't hate me for it. But uh, I respect for I have respect for what it is and was and all that sort of stuff. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I caught up on all the chat questions. If I miss any of your questions, please type it back into the chat, guys. And if you have any new questions, please do. If not, I oh I spelled that incorrectly. Let's do exclamation point questions. There we go. And uh, thing let's see. Too. What's up with the with the video game memories thing? And speaking about Ocarina of Time, I remember my mom got obsessed with the song Truly Badly Deeply by Savage Garden around the same time that I got to the Dodongo's Cavern in that game because she listened to that song and repeat. Her room was next to mine on repeat, on repeat for hours while I was working on that dungeon. So now when I hear that song, I think of Dodongo's Cavern or if I'm playing Dodongo's Cavern, I think of that song. Nice. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So we have a, another question from Lemon. Uh, they ask, have you had a nice day so far? <laughs> okay, yeah. go ahead and answer that uh, first. Yeah, I, I, I had a doctor's appointment. It was my one-month check-in since I got my diabetes diagnosis. And the apparently the life changes that I made were so um, significant that I'm at the point where my one-month check-in is now going to turn into a three-month check-in because my my blood sugar levels have been within the ideal range like for more than half the day for the past week and so that was exciting so when i got home i ate a snack and then went for a walk i just i live maybe four or five blocks away from my university so i walked to campus walked around campus and walked back before i started getting ready for the podcast so that's awesome like, get the get the blood flowing and a little yeah. bit of brain blood going that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> walks are walks are definitely a great way to uh, to relieve stress and and focus and and all sort of stuff as well. And it's actually from at least one study that I've seen, walking is better for you than running in terms of like health wise. Um, again, that's only one study, but use that as encouragement for if you hate running or if you feel like you can't exercise or not motivated to exercise, just go for a walk, go for a walk around the block. And I think it's really good for mental health. It's really good for physical health as well. 20, 30 minutes a day. And, um, just, just want to pop that in there. You know, uncle Mike's tips and tricks of the day. Uh, <laughs> my dietitian said too, cause people will hear like, I have to work out. So they jump into thinking they have to do a half hour cardio every day mm -hmm. and then they fail because they're like, well, I can't work out. And it's like, well, we even talked about it. Like I took out the trash today and it's really heavy. And I was like, my trash is almost two blocks away. Like I walked two blocks carrying these two really heavy bags. Like that's better than, I mean, streamers sitting at a computer. It's not doing nothing, but yeah, yeah it walks up in nice. And my only issue is that native folks tend to have wider feet than non-native folks. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what shoes I buy, 
my feet are always too wide. So I start to get blisters on my pinky toe. And so I have to figure out how to fix that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've always had, I've always had wider feet as well. So sometimes shoes can be a pain in the butt just to put that out there. Um, we have another, um, we have another question from, uh, Kazi who, uh, who asks, what are the best stretching methods that you use at home? Actually, um, so I have an Android phone. I have the Samsung Note 10 Plus, whatever. And there's within Samsung Health, there's like a free workout app that goes with it. I mean, you can pay for Pro, but there's a free one. But they have free like stretch routines. And so there's one that I think it's called Morning Stretch or something like that. I really like it because it incorporates elements of yoga as well as like muscle stretching. But when I'm playing games and stuff like that, um, I tend to focus more silly on arm stuff because obviously I want my fingers warmed up for the better ABS. Uh, but uh, I, I even, t who was I talking to? My favorite stretch is like going this way because I can feel it here and I tend to hold a lot of tension either in my core or along the sides. And so I just really like when I do my stretches on stream, I'll bend this way. And then when I bend back toward my camera, I say hi. That's awesome. Every time. <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. And finding ways to, to do it while you're not <laughs> sacrificing time on stream or work or something like that too well. That's that's really awesome. That's really awesome. Um, <clears throat> Lama asks, did you find your new lifestyle, lifestyle after your diagnosis or diagnoses hard to adapt to? That is a really good question. I remember when I was first diagnosed with cyclothymia, at first I was told I was depressed and then like, no, it's actually bipolar. I actually know it's cyclothymia because I went to different diagnosticians. But uh, the first time with the bipolar, it was actually relieving because it was like, now I know why I don't want to get out of bed. It's nothing wrong with me. It's a chemical imbalance. And since I've been able to get on medications and stuff like that, um, things have been a lot better. The diabetes at first was difficult. I was really angry at first because not only with the pandemic, it was just harder to do stuff that would have prevented it, but the healthcare provider I'd been seeing for years now um, apparently knew I had elevated blood sugar and just didn't tell me until it was already past the point of my return. That's and it was, huh. <laughs> I was actually there it was for an STI test for one of my medications. I just have to be tested for STIs every three months. Um, they test my blood sugar. And I was like, do you normally test the blood sugar of STI tests or only for your fat patients? And that started the conversations. Now I go to a different provider and it's super nice and affirming. The first question he asked was, I noticed you marked yourself as queer. What type of, what pronouns do you use? What was your assigned? gender for medical purposes, blah, blah, blah. And that was a huge 180 from the provider I was seeing. Um, so I guess that's two. If you're seeing someone who makes you feel bad about either yourself or what's going on with you, get a second opinion, <laughs> especially if your insurance covers it. If you yeah. have insurance. Yeah. And that, that actually goes, uh, that goes into, cause I've touched on the subject before, but I've only really ever touched on it when people ask about therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists and stuff like that. And they're either, not in a they don't feel like it's working or they're scared to start and i i 
give them similar advice. You know, is like it. It's kind of like dating, where you have not everyone's going to be the right fit for you, and uh, that's interesting that you brought it up too, as well as you know for for physical health and, and stuff like that as well. Um, just use that advice, guys, and, and know that you know it. There's there's options out there, and don't be scared to 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 try and different options and 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 look for what's right for you because you shouldn't have to feel like you're trapped in, in any particular it's like a bad relationship you should never feel like you have to be trapped there you know do what's right for for you and your mental health and your physical health for sure yeah so i would awesome. say too because of her, her, uh, previous experiences that's another one too if my brain forgets a word i'll just repeat another tick i'll just repeat the first sound over and over until the word comes out yeah um due to past experiences um now when i have to go to a new provider like a new mental health clinic i say in the intake i want someone who is trained in lgbt and multicultural counseling um, because i don't want to have to go through the awkward stages of keep your camera on of introducing that when i know i'm not going to get in the counseling profession we talk about transference and counter-transference, the feelings that the therapist have about the client based off of the things that clients are saying. Um, we, like, I'm aware of that, so I've just, like, advocate for myself. I'm huge on self-advocacy. It was what I studied in my master's program. Um, yeah, and it that, keeps me alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Is, is the, I wouldn't have known about the diabetes. I, and I'm even thinking, too, like, where would I be at my diabetes journey now if I was still going to that same doctor who made me feel like it was my fault? You would be in a very bad place, I think. You'd be in a very bad place. So um, we did have kind of a, well, that's actually going to be a really good uh, transfer of a topic going into the, the LGB stuff. Um, but we had a kind of a second part follow-up question from Lemon for from the Llama question. Uh, and they're asking which bits were positive improvements you found impacting uh, other parts of your health? I uh, for example, mental health, feeling generally happier, healthier. Like I, I, I think they're referring more to like when you got, you know, diagnosed and stuff like that. Um, what was, I guess, kind of the parts that you kind of already talked about it. Like when you, when you kind of found out on your diagnosis, like you, you, now you knew how to like handle it and, and stuff like that. But was there anything that was like the one thing that was like, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why I'm blurry now. Uh, uh, readjust. Readjust. Yeah. Am I okay? I guess we're good. Um, we're good. I think we're good. I see, know. I turned off auto adjust on my Logitech app, and it keeps doing it anyway. Um, well, in terms of, I guess what they're getting at is, um, with the diabetes too. What I didn't know is that a lot of, when you have really high blood sugar, it causes your cells, which use the sugar to, uh, they use insulin to turn the sugar into energy is how I understand it. But because when you have really high blood sugar, they become resistant to the insulin. And so it just builds up. But what winds up happening is they don't get enough energy and it causes huge amounts of fatigue, which sounds almost counterintuitive. If you're like, I don't have enough energy, so I'm going to stop taking in energy. Um, there we go. And so since I've been controlling my blood sugar, and walking more and things like that. Like I've noticed my mood improving. Um, and then when my move improve, mood improves, I'm more likely to go on a workout because I don't feel as fatigued. Yeah. And so it's almost like this big barrier of like, if I just push through, and I was talking to my dietitian about it today, 
like I was like, if you have recipes to like help me with energy or activities, and we talked about, and maybe if I do exercise a little bit more, go on walks and stuff like that, that'll help with that, and then it'll make me want to exercise more. I I see my body fat percentage decrease, and that gives me more motivation. And it's just like a lot of people don't talk about or recognize that the brain is still a part of the body, and so. People talk about mental health versus physical health. Mental health is physical health, and physical health is mental health. You That's can't separate true. the two. That's very true. You're not just a body without a brain, and you're not a brain without a body. And so it's just by taking it, it. I didn't recognize that by taking care of my body, it would improve my mental health. And by improving my mental health, I'm taking care of my body. Um, yeah, that's so. Don't, don't ignore one for the other. That's freaking huge. That's freaking huge, especially for like people that think that like, well, I mean, same thing. Like when people think or not when they think when they know that, you know, they're depressed or foggy or this and that, they think that, oh, I got to get on some sort of antidepressant bed or I have to do this or like, but like more often than not, they don't think like, well, maybe it's because I need exercise or something in my diet's making me feel that way. Like, so I, I think it's, it's really huge that we, that we brought that up because everything is synergistic everything works together so if one thing's off it's going to cause other things to be off in in the ecosystem if you will so yeah i think that's mm -hmm. you know i think that's really good that we touched on that so yeah and i'll add one thing too with that when you talk about or, or talking about diet and nutrition and stuff like that too my dietitian said like you don't have to cut anything out it's more about rebalancing so yes mcdonald's is not great for me i'm still allowed to have mcdonald's if i want it but like recognize I should eat in the middle of the day instead of at night because it'll affect my blood sugar less negatively at that time. Or um, like, for example, I, I, I used to eat a lot of sandwiches. Well, if I switch to whole grain, whole grain bread, that'll affect my blood sugar less negatively. And so I've just been making little changes like that of like replacing this with that. I stopped eating or I used to not eat breakfast. Now I just drink a meal replacement shake and that's better than nothing for breakfast. And so that's been really cool. Also, if y'all ever notice like something going by the camera, I have a bunch of house plants and right now the fungus gnats found them. So if you see some little tiny thing buzzing around, the fungus gnats. I feel that. I feel that. Um, awesome. And then, Kind of touching on that too, uh, Hermit says, uh, thank you, Sweet Tea, for uh, bringing these concepts to everyone's minds. What's something that you're proud of that you've worked on towards uh, to help with your mental and physical health? Or uh, health, I mean, sorry. Um, um, I, yeah. I don't place personal worth on my body weight, but seeing the actual like body fat percentage going down gave me a little boost of energy of like, okay, so it is working, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Because research shows that if a person who is diagnosed with diabetes loses 7% of their body fat soon after the diagnosis, they can increase their life expectancy by like 10 years or something like that. Mm. And I do wanna live 10 longer years, so I was working on that. Now I didn't jump into like, I'm gonna go into a keto diet or I'm going to jump into some fad diet. I wanted to make meaningful changes. And so seeing those meaningful changes have been one of the things I'm proud of. And it helps with the mental health because I'm thinking more positively about myself. Another thing too, and this I started this years ago, but when I first learned about the concept of negative self-talk, I stopped, stopped it. And I, I remember the moment too, I was sitting at my desk, I was eating 
like cheese stuffed breadsticks or something like that. And I dropped the cup of mar marinara sauce into the carpet. And my first thought was, oh, you freaking idiot. Why did you do that? And then I stopped a second. I was like, I just dropped a cup of marinara sauce. I'm not an idiot. I just made a mistake. And from that moment, I've been trying really hard. Like when I say, like, I don't say I'm bad at something. I say, I just need more practice. I don't say I'm stupid. I just say, I didn't know this. If I didn't know, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> and I do that to my friends too, where they're like, sorry, I messed up. I'm stupid. And I'm like, you're not stupid. You just didn't, or you misclicked or something. Like you're not bad at Overwatch. You just didn't know this tip. <laughs> that's true. So yeah. And, and, and that's a big one too. Uh, that's actually really huge because it's a lot of it. Yeah. Welcome Raiders. How we doing? How was your stream? How was your stream toasty? It's good to see you again, guys. Welcome in. We are in the middle of a podcast episode. If you guys do have any questions for our beautiful guest, uh, Peach Sweetie here, we're touching on a lot of subjects right now. We're kind of talking more like physical and mental health right now. So feel free to, uh, to hang out and ask some questions. And, uh, I do appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for being here. But, uh, I'm kind of touching on that. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, kind of touching on that too, with the whole negative self-talk thing is that most people don't realize when they're talking negative negatively to themselves. It's, it's so ingrained. It's so like subconscious a lot of the times that when you do finally realize that and you kind of, you kind of stop yourself from doing it a million times a day, you'd be surprised on the, the, the difference that it makes not only on your mood, but just like everything you know your happiness and how you perform at certain things uh because the more you believe in yourself you know more often than not you're going to perform better at work or school or anything sleep better at night you know so definitely yeah, it's just, and it's wild too that like the way you think can control you so much like by calling yourself stupid you believe that you're stupid big true big facts and when you believe you're stupid you're not going to take steps like i'm not going to apply for that job because i'm not good enough yeah. Or I'm not even going to try this new thing because I'm stupid. When it's like, no, it's a new thing. How do you expect mm -hmm. yourself to be an expert at something you have never experienced? Yeah. 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 And a lot of that, a lot of that is societal pressure as well. You know what I mean? Just like, especially, Definitely. you know, especially like, you know, me being a male, there's a lot of pressure for me to act in a certain way. You know, it, there's pressure for me to, from some people to like women and this and that and, and, and be a certain person that I might not be. And uh, so a lot of that negative self-talk does come from outside voices that we do adapt over the course of our lifetime, even from childhood, really. And um, it's important that the, the, the quicker you can realize that it's happening and the quicker to realize that you are not the sum of other people, you are your own person. I think uh, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. Yeah, that, so. that and not change the self-talk and then not knowing how to name your emotions, I've noticed are like kind of the two biggest things that at least in this American society, we don't do or encourage. Because like I work a lot with students where I'll be asking, how are you feeling today? And the answer is good. Or um, I feel like, and it's like, when you feel like you're actually telling me something you're thinking. So if you separate your feelings and thoughts and actually tune into how you're feeling, there's this thing, I forgot what it's called. I think it's the emotion sensation wheel where it's like, it shows where, like, for example, if you're having this physical sensation, it might be because you're feeling this emotion, like you're jittery, maybe you're anxious or mm. your jaw is clenched. Maybe you're furious. Yeah. Um, and that's been helpful too, because I didn't recognize how much my body was telling me about what's going on like 
I've noticed my core is always tense. So me and my therapist actually are working on exercises for me to release that energy. My ticking has gone down because my anxiety has gone down. My PTSD triggers have been less severe and things like that. Um, yeah, because you mentioned, yeah, my undergrad was in anthropology, but I got my master's in counseling and student personnel. I'm currently a doctoral student in a counselor education supervision program. So this is the kind of stuff that I talk about daily yeah. and yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, so that's why I'm going into the profession. Hopefully. Still got to get a job after I graduate. Yeah. No, that, that's actually really cool. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, um, like we touched on when we first started the episode, uh, Buddy here, you know, studies a lot of anthropology and uh, stuff of that nature. And you are a first uh, generation student as well. So that's, do you want to talk actually a little bit about that? Uh, uh, what kind of wanted, wanted, why did you want to go to college? Why did you want to pursue this thing? Uh, these sorts of things, especially with, you know, the rest of your family not necessarily going down that path yeah because i knew i was going to college in high school out of spite actually because lo and behold now we know i had undiagnosed cyclothymia slash bipolar disorder but i wasn't turning in homework but i was always doing great on the tests i was always super excited about the content i could get 100 percent on a test but then only get a 60 in the class because i never turned to homework because i didn't want to do the homework yeah. or i didn't have the energy to but I got accepted to two universities because I had two best friends. One went to one in Wisconsin, one went to where I'm at now. And I actually chose the university I'm at now because my favorite color is purple. And I, wanted to ask you about, purple. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I chose of the two, literally, was because of the color. Um, both of them wound up stopping out of school. So in the future, I mean, it would have, it probably would have ended up in the same way either one but for the first two years i was in college i had no idea what i wanted to do like in high school i took four years of japanese i was super excited but the university i got accepted to didn't have a japanese program and the one that i wanted to go didn't accept me hmm. so again i didn't try my homework um so after two years of just experiment experimenting i took an anthropology class as like a general education course and i was like this is actually really interesting um it was I think it's called ancient peoples and we studied cultures that had existed previously not as far back as like looking at hominids and things like that but from like cultures that have more recently gone extinct as a not the right word but i can't think of how else to say um or have evolved out that even implies that there is a sense of evolution those cultures aren't practiced the exact same way we're talking about like inca aztec Nahuatl, like most of the uh, it was mostly like Native American and South American cultures. And I loved it. So I was like, I'm going to take more classes on this. My university actually also has an American Indigenous Studies program. And the professors there are dual. They do anthropology and American Indigenous Studies. And being a Native, I took some of the classes out of both. And I learned what's called linguistic anthropology. Anthropology has five main branches, mm. cultural, linguistic, um, physical and paleontology or physical. Yeah. And then the fifth is applied. Um, linguistic is the study of how language affects culture and culture affects language. And that was always fascinating to me speaking multiple languages, had multiple languages around where I grew up. Um, and so I, I eventually, while I was in that program, I got the chance to study abroad in South Korea 
took it up as soon as I could. My financial aid covered it. I paid tuition within my university. I covered everything. And while I was there, I had a scholarship and I had two part-time jobs and I tutored and it was really cool. Um, came back and graduated. I did a year in the anthropology grad program in the same university, but it wasn't a good fit. I think the goals of the faculty and the goals that I had weren't exactly aligned because I was looking at educational anthropology as in the study of how culture of the university affects students and people who work. Um, so I was looking at how language in policies was set up, how um, policies affect students, basically. But we didn't have someone who studied that as their main area within the faculty. So I never could figure it out. Um, Interesting. But, at, but until that point, from I think 2013, I've been work, uh, I had been working in our American Indian Affairs office at the university. And my supervisor graduated from the student affairs master's program. And I was like, I really like what you do. I want to do what you do. So she said, go talk to this faculty person. Literally that summer, I had two weeks. I turned in my resume, did the interview and got accepted after the deadline. They were super accommodating. And student affairs, which is in the university, you have like your academic affairs. That's your major your research and things like that. Student affairs is your services, um, the education that happens outside of the classroom, basically. Okay. And student support services is kind of the area that I've always enjoyed working, but I didn't know it was a thing. All of the people I've talked to about student affairs are like, yeah, I didn't go to college with the goal of working at a college. <laughs> I yeah. found out about it or I yeah. had a negative experience I wanted to fix. And yeah, so it's cool coming from the anthropological background because like I ha I know I've been on a research project, so I know how to do interviews. I know how to transcribe. I know how to do research in ways that my classmates don't know because I had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. But yeah, that's awesome. So I got that master's, and now I'm in the doc program in the same department. Was purple always your favorite color? Yes. <laughs> you just you knew as soon as you entered yes. this this world, you're like yes, that color. That's the one. Half of the shirts I own are purple. Nice. I love that. I love that. Um, and did you get the pink headphones because they didn't have a purple version of it? Or I, I, pink, pastel pink is my second favorite color. And I think I still would have gone for the pink. Because I don't know. It, part of it is because I like to mess with gender, but part of it is also why are we assigning gender and color a thing like if someone wants to like pink they mm -hmm. like pink that's true they don't have that's to have true. certain genitalia to like pink yeah <laughs> that that that's true that's very true um which kind of branches off into obviously we want to talk um a little bit about you know the the lgb uh qt uh sort of stuff How, what's been your experience um <clears throat> on twitch i guess kind of life in general but specifically on twitch uh being part of that community and has it been negative has it been positive mixture of both and um, obviously, you're very open about you know your stance on a lot of these things. Um, how do, what's kind of your experience with that whole the whole thing? Yeah, so I it's complicated to explain that I identify the the English word we use is two spirit. It's a native gender identity that doesn't exist in the Western concept of it. Um, my specific gender is called Ikwe Kanazo 
which if you literally translate means like man who endeavors to be a woman, but that's so reductive because I'm not a man trying to be a woman. I am Iguitanazo. And it's that when I perform ceremony in the traditional way, I perform the female roles. But when I'm in this Western mainstream American society, I perform male gender stuff. So that's why I'm fine when you say he or they or anything like that, I'm perfectly fine with either one of them. Um, okay. But the closest that I would identify with in the like Western is a gay person. Um, so I usually just say queer because that's a lot of uh, a lot of people don't understand a lot of what I was just saying. So queer is just the easiest way to. Yeah, it, it's something that I didn't. Well, yeah, and that's the thing too is that like I didn't even know those definitions. I didn't even know that that was even a thing, you know, in that culture and everything like that. So that's very it's very interesting though the fact that like how like detailed that is in that culture whereas in you know, like you said the western cultures is just like yeah this is you know like you said certain tags and stuff like that so it's interesting though i i, I didn't know that was the uh the name for it either so yeah experience wise though the people that i choose to interact with have been super accepting and i wouldn't want to interact with them if i didn't know that beforehand that's one thing that a lot of like queer people lgbtq members is that we have a really good sense of who is sus and who is actually like accepting yeah so we kind of get it's almost like the gaydar thing but we can like sense who's not not like, cool, not cool with it yeah like, mm, i don't know so yeah. the only negative experience i've had was i had someone come from another streamer's chat saw that i had he they pronouns in my thing and then it was like i don't know anything about this gay shit and blah 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 and i was like mm okay i was nice about it i was just like well maybe learn more about it um we can talk more if you need to but for the purpose of the stream yeah let's not get into it here yeah but in the moment i just wanted to ban them and say bye but <laughs> yeah i mean it was a teaching moment though too because like i'm I'm kind of the same way too like obviously trolls are going to troll right uh and maybe they actually were just ignorant and maybe under the influence at the time and they just said something they shouldn't have said or whatever but like before i i'm usually more often than not i usually give people a second chance uh and even like people that come in like you know i run ttv in my name and games and stuff like that and if they come in like oh you're fucking dog water and you suck at this game i'm just like that's fine dude i'm having a good time you know and if they want to keep going on and on about talking crap then i'll ban them at that point but like you know usually I try to use it as a teaching moment, obviously a little bit different with your situation. Cause it's an actual like societal thing. It's not just video games and stuff like that. Um, but you know, people are like, people, people are, I'm sorry. When someone trolling or being like that, one of my favorite things to say is, well, I'm glad you felt that you had the opportunity to say that. Like there's no, it's like, there's no, yeah. Um, there's no emotion in that. I'm just like, I appreciate that you felt that you could see that, say that anyway yeah. moving on yeah and you just kind of you know <laughs> use it as a teaching moment or be nice about it and uh i know hermit who 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 was here earlier but hermit actually took off but he's very good about that too and even like super Murgatroyd, very good about that um in terms of like okay like there, there's different stages first time is like okay everything's good second time is like okay third time is like okay stop <laughs> you know what i mean it's like talking to a child most of the time um but that that's awesome yeah i definitely find that um that's what's beautiful again about twitch and in general, like it's the internet, there's going to be trolls, there's going to be keyboard warriors, but more often than not, um, most people are very accepting. Most people are very accepting and 
going through something similar or like-minded and uh it's been it's been beautiful being able to meet a bunch of people that are all diverse you know they're all diverse they're all doing their own thing and they're they're friends now you know so that's awesome see someone in chat saying they need a creative way to respond to trolley comments even if you just say yeah. thank you for the message yeah leave it like that. i panicked Thanks for yeah. the engagement video <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, kind of what uh, Bo said too is that great mods definitely help, especially because like you know Katrina. If you haven't met Katrina, she's a fucking sweetheart. Like she wouldn't harm a fly. So like I can see how like dealing with trolls would be a little bit difficult for for that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think having great mods is definitely good. But yeah, just get kind of creative with it because like obviously, you know, my dad's always told me, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard this before too. People that talk shit to people or troll people they're hurting more on the inside than you are and most my, my favorite response is like dude if you need a hug i got you like i i, I could tell you're hurting right now i, I let, let me give you a hug let me give you a kiss whatever you know and uh usually they'll either either move on because they're looking for a better uh, a more negative response so they'll go to a different stream or whatever but yeah that's just kind of my go-to on a lot of it um awesome let's get back to some more being racist or sexist or something then right you know, well that's actually good. in my well it's actually in my chat rules that that's not even allowed so that's an instant ban anyway um but yeah i agree this is 2021 why are you guys still ignorant anyway uh <laughs> so we have uh hermit who again took off but he could watch the youtube video later if he would like but he was asking uh what was the first moment that you started recognizing that changing your relationship with your inner monologue was the step forward was there like a certain moment where you kind of were like you kind of touched on it a little bit but like I know you mentioned like hey i gotta stop talking like this i have to change the inner dialogue and, and monologue and stuff like that um but was there was there a, a particular moment that we haven't talked about that was like kind of the first time? I, I'm resist. I have this one tick that I'm trying to resist that I say on stream every once in a while, uh -huh. where I just say, "But have you ever pissed yourself?" And I almost <laughs> said that it was the moment I pissed myself, which that's not true. Yeah. I didn't say that. The brain said it. No worries. No. It worries. was that mar the marinara sauce moment was kind of like the big. Yeah the big one moment but since then though i've also noticed i feel more confident my i had huge imposter syndrome when i first started grad school of like most of my peers have taken psychology courses have psychology backgrounds i'm taking a call a counseling class they know more about this but then i later found out we literally all of us went in there thinking we're all like noobs at everything um but because i started to get that more confidence because i'm like i'm not stupid i just don't know then i know if i learned it learn it then i can fix the issue if i don't know something i know it or i learn it and then yeah there went the barrier yeah nice i'm an expert at the wikipedia game where you <laughs> wikipedia something and then you click something in there and then you click something in the next one and eventually you go from like chopin to syphilis and you have no idea what the connection was <laughs> Chopin to, to syphilis. That's the uh, that's the name of my next uh, stream. Um, anyway, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, Kazi. Uh, Kazi, before you go, uh, we do have your question here. I was just about to ask it. Uh, Kazi asks, what's your favorite video game of all time? I know we talked about kind of our first ones and, and, and stuff like that, but do you have like a favorite of all time that you could just play all day, every single day? Or Final Fantasy IX. I absolutely adore that game. And the remaster they did on it, remaster they did on the ps4 was an absolute travesty and they should feel 
um, bad for putting it out there and ruining it. Nice. The thing is, you have to play the original because what I've learned is that I think it's Final Fantasy eight or nine was one of the last ones. What they used to do is when they finished a game, they would just get rid of all of the data because hmm. storage back then was not as important it in their minds. Bad, yeah. So a lot of those backgrounds in Final Fantasy nine were hand drawn or hand painted. So when they can't blow them up because then they get super pixely. So you either have to play it in its native like resolution or have hyper realistic character models with pixelated backgrounds. So I had the PSP remake and that was better because it's only this big of a screen. The PS4 remake was god awful. I want them to remake it like they did Final Fantasy VII because that story like connected with me. That would be cool. My first video game crush was on Zidane. Um, that would be cool. And then that would even, be really cool. Even, I even identified with Quina because Quina was a great character. All they cared about was food. And I'm like, okay, cool. I see myself in this video game. Yes, they look like a frog person. Clown frog person. Who cares? Yeah. Food is important. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, obviously, we had a couple people that backed you up on that as well in terms of Final Fantasy being, uh, Final Fantasy IX, I mean, uh, being a fantastic choice. So awesome. Again, guys, I believe that is, oh, no, it's not. I'm, I'm silly. I'm silly. Uh, I thought I went through all the questions, but I no, didn't. You just missed it. I did. What? <laughs> Oh, no, I just I scrolled up and set it down. Uh, what are some things you would want people? Uh, uh, sorry, he, they're, they're saying that they're Australian. This is why they're asking. Uh, what are some things that you want people to know about modern Native Native American culture? Asks Lemon. And uh, while you answer that, I'm actually going to use the restroom really quick. I, I'm still listening, though. Okay. Okay. So I have a question then for chat, too. Without Googling it, don't cheat. How many Native American tribes do you think there are in, let's say, Amer uh, the United States? How many recognized federal tribes there are? Just put some numbers in the chat, and I'll say who's the closest. Ten, higher. Three hundred, higher. Yeah, definitely over a hundred, over three hundred. 652 is too high, but you're on the right track. Last time I checked, there was around 570-something. Um, it's been changing, too, with the new administration being a little bit more open to federal recognition than previous um, U.S. administration. But there's, yeah, almost 600 recognized tribes in the United States, and each of those tribes is its own culture. Um, so when people say like Native American culture, I'm like, that's like saying Asian culture. There's so many cultures that you can't just say the one culture. Um, so I can only speak being Ojibwe of like Ojibwe culture. I grew up in Dakota homeland, so I can talk a little bit about Dakota history and stuff like that as well. But at least for me, something I want people to take away is that just this idea to ponder, why are we the only like race, ethnicity, whatever you want to label it, where we have to prove our ancestry in order to be considered legitimate. I mean, I know the reason why is because the, like for African, like slaves, it was 
the one drop rule because they wanted more people to qualify so they could be slaves. On the opposite, they wanted fewer native people. So they tried to make it harder and harder to claim native identity for land, monetary resources and things like that. But question a lot, like if someone says they're native, why are the first questions, well, how much? Or um, like that one to me is always the most personal because two, some people don't know. Also some, it's a complicated process. Uh, but two, I mean, you can also just ask people what's what's their tribal uh, affiliation? What's their nation? Because if someone says they're native and they're like, oh, what's your affiliation? I say, oh, Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa. I'm not enrolled because there's complications because both my parents are mixed. But like, yeah. Nice. Yeah, like what Cassie's saying, it's like that we're not breeds of dogs where you're trying to pull a pedigree, yet we're treated like that, especially when we're looking at the Dawes roles, the Dawes Act, um, which established the census roles of like, and that was interesting too, because that was like census workers going into a house being like, you're a little lighter skin than those people. I think you're half or uh, you're darker than she is. I think you're full and they're half. And so like just that one person walking into that house would, uh, potentially affect generations later what like how that works like someone could have been full blood full blood whatever that is um and be called half because the census worker was like yeah you just look that way even my last name because i use my legal last name online all the time it, it changed over time the spelling because the census workers wouldn't care to ask how to spell it they would just write it or if I have cousins whose last name is Lucien because they wrote the final R too long. It looks like an N, and then that just became the last name. Like, I'm just tired of all the government getting involved in our affairs. Yeah. yeah. Let us have our land. Let us have our culture. Let us learn our languages. Let us eat our buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. Um, thank you for sharing that, by the way. Thank you for sharing that. Um, again, guys, if you have any other questions in the, uh, that you would like to know, whether it's about Native American culture or streaming or anything, like we're, we're an open book here. We're having just great dialogue going on right now, and uh, I'm loving every second of it. So we do have another question from Paladin that uh, asks, what are some of your favorite things to do slash what do you recommend other streamers do when performing self-care? Oh, uh, schedule it. Like, if you don't set aside time where you're like, this is for me, it's easy to let that get taken over. So I told my boss, like, I don't do any work on Wednesdays. Wednesday is my time. I do what I want with it. I don't take uh, meetings. Uh, that's when I schedule, like, doctor's appointments and stuff. That's for, like, my self-improvement. Even, like, this podcast, if I was doing this for work, I would have said no. But I'm doing this because I like it. <laughs> Yeah, um, than I do for that. And, and then don't feel bad because I know it can play into people's like, well, I don't want to schedule everything around. Well, if you don't plan for it, it's more likely to fall by the wayside. Yeah. So if you have a timetable or like for like for myself, because I know I have class until seven on Mondays, class until eight on Tuesdays. And so I stream at eight on Tuesdays. Then I have a better chance of like, OK, so I have to lead my group from three to four. 45 classroom five so i guess then tuesdays i have to know to ramp up the self-care because i have a long block of a lot of stuff to do um instead of just trying to f 
if I mean, if you can only find 10 minutes here or there and you like want to do a meditation, that's better than nothing. But don't rely on that as your like main self-care. Like you have to treat it almost like it's another part of your everyday Definitely. Like, things Definitely. you have to do. Like people are like, yeah. I have to do my chores. I have to go to work and I have to sleep. Mm-hmm. Where's your self-care? Yep. Where's that? <laughs> yeah. And it's like almost one of the most important things too, because if you don't do it, you're not going to be a hundred percent either that day or the next day, because again, it goes back to the whole taking care of yourself, mentally taking care of yourself physically. Um, it's just like a car. If you don't do an oil change every 3000 miles or however long it's going to start breaking down, it's going to start not running as efficiently, uh, as it should be. So I think that's, that's super important. So, and, uh, and two specifically for streamers, it's easier to fall by the wayside because what we're doing in streaming is usually sitting or standing in one spot playing video games, yeah. which for a lot of people, that is their self-care. So if there's a way to separate out your streaming games or streaming gameplay from your enjoyment gameplay, so that's when I play Valheim, I have two separate save files. That way, I'm not worried about stepping over and doing something off stream that I don't want to. But also, I like playing Valheim. I don't want to just yeah. play it when I'm streaming. I want to play yeah. it on my own time, too. Yeah. The same with Overwatch. Like... So having that separation, I think that I think needs to be talked about more in the community of if video games are your self-care, if you turn it into something lucrative, streaming, whatever, don't let it overtake the self-care aspect it has on you. Or if you're like, I, I love playing this game and I'm not going to stream it. Like I play Cyberpunk every once in a while. I refuse to stream it. I don't want to stream Cyberpunk. That's yeah. for me. Definitely. Definitely. I also don't want to accidentally put a... Dong. <laughs> a schlong in the street. <laughs> I, I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. Um, but yeah, that's that's a really good point. That's definitely a really good myself. point. I'll say that. <laughs> so, um... I'll, I'll take them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think those. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that we definitely touched on all the points um, for that. So, uh, yeah, guys, if you have any more questions, please uh, pop them in the chat. Can I get Chin? Can I get chinchilla pics direct to my DMs? Yes. Or post them in the Discord under the uh, the pet section if you would be so kind, so kind. Uh, if you guys aren't currently in the Discord, let me pop that link really quick. Hop in. We got a lot of good stuff in there. And if you are a streamer, you can uh, accept the other roles, the streaming role, for it to post automatically when you go live. So uh, definitely hop in there. All right. Let's see. What other questions do I have for you? So uh, let's see. I I think we touched on this, but I'm going to ask it again because I might have missed it. But how did you get the name Peach Sweet Tea? I think you answered that already, yeah? I did not. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. So it was a long story because my old username used to be Bodiseo, which mm-hmm. was Korean for please throw me away because the implication is a trash. Part of it is it was hard to, to, to uh, <clears throat> it was hard to pronounce. And around that same time, I changed my character name in Final Fantasy XIV. I was playing an Aura character, so I had an Aura lore-based name. But then I switched to Vera when it came out, because who doesn't want to be a tall, sexy bunny, no matter what your gender identity is? Hey, um, where, where's, uh, where's Asian Magician when you need him? That's his thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah. And so I wanted a, a, a lore, a Final Fantasy XIV Vera lore-based name. And I found that um, City Vera will name themselves after mundane objects that are pretty or cute and things like that. So I saw the word cherry and I was like, that that's a cute name. And then there was a last name, I think it was like Musket or something like that. And I was like, well, that sounds like Moscato, like the wine. And I was like, well, I don't want to do something alcoholic. So I'll be 
cherry sweet tea. Well, I don't really like cherries and sweet tea. I like peaches better. So I eventually named my character Peach Sweet Tea. And then that I turned into my, because I was changing my username. I was like, oh, that works. And the X is because apparently there's already someone named Peach Sweet Tea. But I want to overtake them eventually if I haven't already. Nice. Yeah, actually, I wonder if I still have a picture of my character because I absolutely adored her. Like, I was posting it on Facebook. I was just like, look at my character. She's great. Y'all can't even stand me when I'm in love with her. Where would that be saved? Does anyone uh, know where Final Fantasy fourteen saves their screenshots? I don't think so. Um, let's see. Did I spell that wrong? Detriment. There we go. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome, though. That's awesome. I definitely think that... Uh, actually, it's funny. The first time I, I saw you in my chat, uh, I was like, oh, Peach Sweet Tea, welcome to the stream. And you're like, no, this is Buddy. I'm like, oh, dude, what? Okay. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, keeping it awkward, uh, Buddy was asking about, do you know where Final Fantasy fourteen saves their screenshots? I found it. Hmm. I found my... Screenshot okay. folder. Perfect, perfect. I okay. It's, which one's this one? I'll send it. Should I DM it, DM it to you and then post it on stream or something? Yeah, you wanna you wanna show it on stream? Yes. Yeah. Let's I want to show her off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, just DM that to me really quick, and I will take a look here. Let's there. see. That's that's the screenshot. Perfect. So let me that I'm add in. proud of. Let me add this real quick. Let's do window cap here. There we go. Yes, that was that was my. Uh, I haven't played in months, so she's. See. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the new expansion to come closer, and then hopefully I'll have a better job so I can afford the subscription I again. I think it's this one. Hold on. Nope. Okay, that didn't work. One second. I need to do a window capture. I thought I had one set up already, but I guess not. So give me two seconds, guys. But. Uh, we do have an another... image uh, source. Okay, too. let me see. I got you. I got you. Uh, we do have Sinfetch asking, do you have any routine slash schedule to relax slash motivate yourself before or after a stream? My Tuesday streams, no, because I go straight from class to stream. Um, but that's also right after my diversity class. So the stream actually helps me wind down a little bit. Um, there it is. Uh, uh, there right. she is. There it is. Look at that. Uh, that's that's beautiful and the purple hair too let's go nice yeah, exactly uh this is before everything started turning pink but i nice. kind of want to keep her that way awesome um what was i saying oh motivate um the thursday streams that's when i get to put on makeup and stuff like that and so that gets me in the mood and then saturday streams because i stream tuesdays thursdays saturdays right now once my health gets a little bit better i might add on a day or two um, I'm actually thinking next week because next week is spring break of possibly streaming every day for that week. Nice. But we'll see. We'll have to we'll have, we'll have to see what things are going to tell me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But the makeup helps. The makeup really changes my confidence. Like my face doesn't. My face looks oily, but no, I I love highlighter, so it makes my face look shiny. Like, nice where it is. That yeah, my face. I love makeup. Um, I need That's to practice awesome. it more, but. That's awesome. That gets me in the mood. Yeah, actually, that's really cool because it's almost like, you know, I look at myself as an entertainer and, you know, finding those ways to kind of get in that, like, 
persona or that, you know, that mindset definitely really helps. For me personally, it's listening to really, really crazy rave music. I'm just like, yeah, it's because like you guys have been to my streams. Like I love the dance. I love the, I need to get the energy up. Right. So for me, um, yeah, before stream, I, I listen to a lot of like just really crazy music. And then after stream, I, I tend to either hang out in other people's streams or I, uh, I just play offline. That way I can just kind of like zone out and do a game and then just kind of get ready for bed um, and do it that way. Those are kind of my, my go-tos there. So that's awesome. When I'm doing my makeup, I have two playlists on Spotify that I use and I switch between. My K-pop playlist, and that's from years of collected songs. I've been a K-pop fan since like 2001, so don't even come for me. Um, and then I have one that I call... The playlist is just called Just Fuck Me Up Fam, but it's a lot of like female empowered artist songs. So I have a lot of like Reba McIntyre, Dolly Parton. Uh, and a lot of it actually came from like RuPaul's Drag Race lip sync songs, um, but I put them in there. <laughs> Setting a baby. Yes. Um, put all that stuff in there. And that one, it's just like when I need a pep up of like, yeah, I got this. I listen to Just Fuck Me Up fam. But I learned from Dion Warwick on Twitter that the artists can see the names of the playlists you add their songs to. So I'm saying they're like, I added like 20 Reba McIntyre songs on there one day. Did she get a notification that 20 of her songs was put on a playlist called Just Fuck Me Up fam? I adore Reba McIntyre. That's me and my grandma's thing. So I, I love was that. Like, I love that. Uh... <laughs> so if you got songs that you like to, you know, get a little freaky to with, a partner don't name it like songs to have sex to or something like that because they'll see it <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it i love it uh let's see we have a lot of people that are uh also makeup lovers in the chat i, I love that i love that uh you know we all have our thing and makeup is an art too you know it's, it's an art where you can literally do anything with it you can literally do anything with it and uh it's beautiful too i mean like Again, it goes back to like the stereotypes of, you know, male, female or in between. It's like it's one of those things where, you know, wearing the color pink or the makeup and stuff like that. Like you should be able to express yourself any way you want and not be judged for it. And um, I love that you're, you know, it's something that you do, I guess, for lack of I a better my, term. So. I bought my first makeup when I lived in Korea, where it is a little bit more accepting for men to wear like basic stuff like cover, maybe some eye liner, stuff like that. Um, and it kind of grew up from that. Now, when I stream, I try to avoid drag makeup because to me, drag is an art form and has, when I like to do drag stuff, it's, it looks very different. I try to mix between being flamboyant and real. So that's why I like, so I have what's called hooded eyelids. So if I, if my, if I look straight on, my eyelids disappear. Not only that, I have this really pronounced brow ridge. So literally when I put eyeshadow on, I have to put it on right up to the end of my brow ridge and here or else it's invisible. And so like learning to do these kinds of things, <laughs> especially on stream, by the way, glasses are from Zenny. So if you go to Zenny Optical, that's where I got those from. I saw someone mentioned it earlier. Uh, setting spray is the NYX Dewey. On purpose, I use the Dewey setting spray because I use powder foundations, powder blushes, powder contours. And that way it makes it pop eyeshadow is from uh zania's place what's it called it's a black owned makeup brand um warrior three palette just plugging all these products right now we did it with <laughs> razor earlier but... hashtag hashtag sponsor me <laughs> yeah a juvia's place juvia's place sorry juvia's place 
the Warrior Three palette is the eyeshadow. Most of it's drugstore though. I try to make do with what I got. The only like expensive products I own are I have an Anastasia Beverly Hills highlight palette, but I got that for ten dollars at Ulta because someone had opened it and returned it, and I'm okay with that as long as they alcohol sprayed it. Um, but yeah, I know people in the chat are excited about it. I know it's not your expertise. So I was trying maybe, to get it out maybe, there. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. I've uh, I've had <laughs> I've had some people ask me to actually do like a cosplay slash makeup stream and stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I'll try anything once. So why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, I'll have to have my sister help me with that one though, because she helped me with the the hair dyeing. And if I tried doing makeup on myself, I'd probably poke my eye out. So we uh, we won't even attempt it. But uh, that's awesome though. We definitely we definitely have some uh, some makeup lovers in here, which is awesome. I love when we're able to connect with the community and uh, things that aren't just your typical, you know, streaming and, and, and stuff that we talk about on our streams, uh, typically that we could branch out from that. That's what this podcast is all about. This is what we're, you know, how we get to know each other better, which is amazing. So awesome. Hey, and yeah, thank themselves. you for following. Nope. 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 How no, they, what? Don't answer that. I don't I answer. That was, uh, okay. Okay. I got you. Uh, Mike, you just need a good, and you need a good matte powder for shininess and brow pencil to fill them in. Then you're good. I mean, Katrina, you could always come do my makeup too. I mean, you're not, you're not, you don't live super far. So if, uh, both my brows looked like, um, but before stream, I forgot I had brows on and I scratched my face. And that's why this one is half as pigmented as this one. Hey, no worries. No worries. Uh, Lemon's asking, when's your next stream, Peach? Tomorrow. Hey. 7 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Pacific. Nice. I stream t- uh, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central, and Saturdays 4 p.m. Central, and all of them run until about midnight. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so three days a week right now. So definitely check out Peach Sweet Tea. Um, obviously, yeah, yep, yeah, they do have their um, their schedule on their page. So definitely pop that follow uh, and. You know, check out the page and definitely hang out because you've already seen in the last two hours that we've been talking, uh, they're an amazing person. So, and you guys have connected uh, with them quite well, which I'm very, very happy about. And uh, yeah, I think that we should definitely intertwine the communities, as I like to say. So, uh, all right, Sarah, you have a good night. Thank you so much for hanging out. I love your face. Get some good rest, okay? All right, sounds good, boops. I appreciate y'all. Take a look at that in just a few minutes here. Um, So, one thing that we haven't talked about yet. We all know that you have a cat named Rex. How did you? How did you? Uh, how did you meet Rex? How old? And uh, what kind of cat? That's. I just posted the emote I have of him. It's a tier three emote. Hey. So if you want to use it, you got to fork over. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rex, he's sleeping. Oh, there he is. Uh, He's off, nice. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's, yeah. You can barely see. You can, had, you can definitely tell. That emote's dinner, amazing, so by the way. That yeah. yeah that, that emote's awesome. So I got him. I was recommended to have an emotional support animal by my therapist back in like 2016. And the funny story is, I me and one of my friends went to the Humane Society because I was like, I'm getting a cat. Um, I wanted a cat anyway, but if it can be an ESA, even better. Um, my roommate at the time, his only stipulation was declawed cat because it was his furniture, which I'm like, that's understandable. Um, so I looked on Pet Finder, I believe. I'm trying to, 
I moved the green screen so stuff don't look at my dresser. Um, the <laughs> I went to Humane Society and looked up declawed cats because I would never declaw a cat because I think it's a inhumane practice. But if a cat is already declawed, yeah, um, that's fine. So I found Rex. Uh, went there, hung out with him. They're like, yeah, he's a super docile cat, super loving. He w was surrendered by his previous owner because I couldn't take care of him. Um, his health problems had just been finished, whatever. Went back the next day, signed the papers, paid the fee, whatever. Put him in the carrier, and he was scratching the inside of the carrier. And I'm like, uh, if he's declawed, how is he scratching the inside of the, t the carrier? And I see claws on him. And they're like, no, 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 he's declawed. Turns out the entire time, I think he was in there for four months, he didn't scratch anything, so they just assumed he was declawed. But I had already paid the fee, and so I explained everything to my roommate, and he's like, wait, it's fine. Thankfully, he doesn't scratch the furniture, which I'm lucky. Um, he sticks to his scratching posts and everything, and the furniture in my new place is all leather anyway, so you would tell if he was. Um, I got him when he was seven. He's now 11, turning 12 next month. Nice. Um, I wanted I wanted an adult cat um, because usually they stick around at the shelters longer because everyone wants a kitten. Um, but he's been really helpful. He, there was one point where I I didn't regret getting him, but I was kind of just like you're getting on you're on thin fucking ice, buddy. Um, because he <laughs> I went home for a a break. I think it was Christmas break one year, winter break. And when I came back, because I was gone for five days. I have an automatic feeder, so he would he tends to be alone anyway, so it's not like he was suffering. Apparently he claimed my bed while I was gone. And so when I came back and tried to sleep, he would attack my legs because he's like, You're in my spot. And I'm like, mm, mm I'm pretty sure I bought this bed. I'm pretty sure I bought the sheets. You're in my space. So I had to assert dominance and get my bed back. But there was a good week where I couldn't sleep because he would like sneak up and try to bite my face and stuff and he's not a violent cat it was just i guess he thought i was in his space uh, but yeah but I, at one point i lived with a roommate who had a cat and they did not get along and that was a stressful year um less for him because he was the more dominant of the two cats so he was more the aggressor but for at least that roommate it strained our relationship because that was her baby that was her Yes, I. Um, so it was really stressful, but what can you do? We were signed on a lease. We couldn't break it without paying like an extra five hundred or something. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but it's a beautiful cat. So, you know, the, th okay. the thing, the things you do for your fur babies, I suppose. Um, oh yeah, awesome. So, definitely makes me want to, uh, you know, get twenty five dollars together and, and and tier three sub you, but. Uh, <laughs> Awesome email. Who did the email, by the way, if I could ask? Yeah, so um, I have, I currently have six emotes, just a basic, because um, I I'm just a an entry affiliate. Uh, these three were done by Ugu Bear U G U uh, on Twitter, and those I just commissioned. Um, I had some mockups that I made on Canva. And sent to my first artist, who is Shiny, or oh, they changed their name, Strawberry Bunny Cakes on Twitter. They're the one who made my current profile picture and all of the like the the banners on my about page. They 
drew all that um, and did a lot of my graphic work at first. Not the emotes, but like my channel art. And so I sent that channel art and my mock-ups to Ugu Bear, and she made those three. And I absolutely adore them. Absolutely great. I love them. And then the other three... Um, I made using nice. a combination of yeah. Canva and Photoshop. And there's the that Pro Plays. Yep. Yeah, there that it is. mug is my logo. The peach, because peach. And then the Pro Plays on a propane tank. Yes. Was a reference to that tick, which is yeah. still my f most famous on-stream tick. <laughs> pro Plays and Pro Plays accessories. Yeah, buddy. I love it. I love it. That was actually my saying for, for quite some time back in you know, when that episode first dropped or that, uh, that part of the show anyway. So that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. You're definitely a very, very talented person, uh, in many ways, many, many ways. So cool. Awesome. Um, I have, I only have probably about two more questions for you personally, but if there's anything else that you would like to talk about or if anything else that she, uh, the chat would like to know, get those questions in now. And I want to just give you a heads up. I like to let my guests choose who we raid out at the end of the episode. So if you want to start kind of searching yeah. for, for who's online, who you want to raid, um, since we will we'll be kind of doing the last couple of questions here, just uh, go ahead and put their name in the chat and I will copy and paste it and uh, we'll be good to go. So sure. Let's see. To call and paste the kind of the first. Okay. Oh shit! I didn't know that hex. Also, uh, thank you for the follow, Marta. I appreciate you. Uh, so my my next question is, what is the your 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 favorite place that you ever traveled to? I know you you talked a little bit about your travels, but if you want to talk a little bit more about like what was your favorite place, what was like some of your best memories during travel, and anything any places that you would recommend to like say someone like me who's never left the country, I would love to hear your opinion. So there, there's three major cities that I've been to in the world that have pros and cons that I can talk about. Number one, and the one I lived the longest when I lived in Korea was Seoul. Absolutely adored it. Um, not only because it was like really accessible, like the at, when I was there, the subway was like $1.15 and you can ride it across the entire city. And their system too, like, you know how at least in a lot of the metro cities in the States, you ride the bus, you get a transfer, you can take another bus without having to pay for like, a what, two hours maybe? Mm -hmm. In Korea, because the subway and the bus are subsidized, you can go between the two. So you can take a subway to the district you need to go, but then take a bus to the actual like area um, without paying extra. And that was super cool. Um, there's always nightlife to go to. You can go to the Hongdae district to go to clubs. I wound up at one, one day getting so drunk, I threw up on the dance floor, lost my glasses, and then someone stole my phone. Oh, no. Um, that was fun. I thought someone they had also stolen $150 off me, and it turns out, no, um, the bartender was so cute, I tipped him $150 as I was that drunk. Um, at that time, I was actually making enough where that didn't bankrupt me, thank God. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so uh, still love it. Plus, the, the, the uh, country of South Korea, if you take North and South Korea and put them together, it's about the same size, almost exactly the same size as Minnesota in terms of area. So if you're thinking traveling from the top left corner of South Korea to the bottom left corner, or bottom right corner, that's like a four-hour drive and you're across the entire country. So you can travel the entire country super easily. Um, and then the second city, I went to Osaka in Japan for a week. Because during the break, uh, in because in Korea you don't get like a spring break, you get a 
um, what did they call it? A makeup week, where if, for example, if a professor had to cancel, they can use that week to make up a class, or it's just off. And since I was an international program, usually they gave it off so we could travel. Me and my friends took a plane from Seoul to Osaka, two hundred dollars round trip. Um, super cheap. It was a two-hour flight. Like for me, over Minnesota to Cal uh, Colorado, I was still be in the United States. But if you go a two-hour flight from Korea, you're in Japan. Like. We stayed there for a week. That was super cool. Loved it. Um, I was the only Japanese speaker in the group, so I had to translate for all my friends. Um, and that was interesting when the cops showed up the second morning because someone accidentally hit the emergency call button because oh, no. I couldn't read it. Um, but his accent was so thick because Osaka has a different dialect of Japanese. I had no idea what he was saying, for except for like some vocabulary. So I'm like, I just woke up like, uh, hi, hi, wakarimasu, uh, gomenasai. Like, it was really funny. Uh, and then third, I've stayed in Paris for two weeks as part of my uh, part of my summer study abroad in France. Actually, hated Paris. I recommend the West Coast. Paris, too many too many Parisians are like, ugh, Americans don't yeah. even learn French, and then you speak French, and they're like, oh, your French is terrible. Don't even try. It's like, what do you want oh, me God. to do? <laughs> And I'm talking about like the people who are like from the middle of yeah. these months. The we stayed in like a suburb where it was mostly like people from Middle Eastern descent who were like absolutely accommodating and would try to help us speak French too. And so that I enjoyed. But I lived for a month on the West Coast in a city called La Rochelle. And I adored that place. Um, small town, seafaring town. I miss it, I, but I also am like, I don't want to go to Paris again. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, so at least if you're someone who wants to travel, Korea is actually pretty good. Nice. Like, obviously, don't be that tourist who shows up and is like, do you have someone who speaks English? Because that's rude. Oh, but like food is cheap. Travel is cheap. I know the plane there is not cheap, but like if you're ever able to get there. <laughs> And the food's good. I when I lived there, I lost thirty pounds the first semester. Nice. I was walking everywhere. All the food was made with vegetables as the main, with meat on the side, rather than in the United States where everything's meat with veggies on the side. I'm gonna go back so bad. That's one of the first things I'm gonna save up for once I have a full time job. So I'm still a research assistant at my university. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would. I like I said, I've I've traveled to a fair amount of states but i've never left the country and i definitely want to um <clears throat> obviously after this whole this whole covid thing is over but um yeah that i think that's definitely a a, a, a country slash place that a lot of people don't really think about you know you have your typical oh i want to go to italy oh i want to go to you know uh mexico or france or stuff like that but i don't hear a lot of people talking about korea so that's that's really cool that's really really cool um all right cool uh unless there is no other questions that i can see in chat I think we're good. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask my final question and then just let me know who you would like to rate and we'll be good to go. Um, okay. My final question to you is what is your goal for 2021? What's your goal for the year? And uh, it could be about streaming. It could be about anything in general. And uh, if you want it to be kind of about streaming, like what, how do you want to grow your stream? What's kind of your goals with that? And uh, let's talk about it partner no i'm kidding that's not, that's, i'm not trying to get it by the peach end of the year I'm partner. Letting it, peach for partner i'm letting it grow yeah organically, organically. Yeah, i'm exactly. enjoying the ride um 
I guess an overall goal, like I'm not looking at numbers and things. I mean, it's nice because I want more emotes and stuff like that. But um, I just want to be able to like get to a point where I have an equilibrium between my job itself and stream responsibilities. So hopefully by the end of 2021, I'll be successful at timekeeping, have a full-time job and stream like all of that at the same time and be happy is I guess my overall goal. Hopefully I get there before, hey, welcome Raiders. <laughs> uh, before the uh, end of 2021, but yeah. Nice. Uh, so, how yeah. do you how how do you see yourself achieving that? If I if you want to dive a little bit deeper into it, part of it is getting my health under control. Mm -hmm. um, finally, getting into a more stable job wise position. I have a job interview on Friday, and I'm really nervous, uh, but we'll see. You, you talked um, about it being really really good, so I, I'm you know sending good vibes your way. I know you're gonna kill it. You're gonna absolutely kill it. So definitely I think excited I was told for that I'm one of three candidates, so I'm just like, eh, That's, hey, there you and go. It, it, and I have the representation because it's in an area of one of my identity that I hold because I could just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Um, but thank Definitely. you. Um, yeah, Taking care of my health, taking care of the monetary situation, and then just being more care uh, confident, even if I have two viewers, entertain those two viewers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be... I've heard from other streamers and from myself that like it can take a hit on your self-confidence when you're like, this is popping off. I'm really enjoying it. This is a really great stream to viewers. And it's like, okay, well, cool. And then that's, oh, I guess to add to that too, I also want to get better at social media. I want to have like a TikTok or like, I have a Facebook and an Instagram already saved. And a LinkedIn. With my name, but I, I haven't had it yet. Yeah. I mean, I already have LinkedIn for my professional stuff. I'm trying to marry my professional, like, school and streamer identities more, too, of, like, being a higher-ed streamer. There was someone I followed, actually, the other day who's a licensed therapist and, like, does talks about mental health and stuff during their streams. Like, they won't give counseling advice, but they talk about, like, being a therapist and things to do. Like, I would love to do that, but with higher education. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, yeah. So I would love to be that higher ed streamer, disabled, gay, biracial, poor higher ed streamer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome though, because and and again, that's what I talked about at the beginning of the of the stream is that like you have so much experience and um, have dealt with so many things because of you know all of all of the all these things that you've been through, all these things that you identify with uh, that are that are you, and um, it's definitely provided a lot of insight. Like there's there's a lot of things that you said tonight that i didn't know and i'm sure a lot of people in chat didn't know not only about you but about the world about cultures about you know certain things that people are dealing with and i think that you added a lot of value not only to my life tonight but to to many other people's lives tonight so i definitely appreciate you being on the show and uh again guys if you're not currently following peach sweet tea there is the link right there definitely pop a follow but don't let it end with that you got to know uh them a lot a lot better tonight obviously a very sweet soul and uh, streams three times a week, so definitely hang out and chat and, and talk more about any subject in case you, maybe there's a question that you didn't get to ask tonight, or maybe there was uh, something that you, you know, that you think of later uh, when we're done with the show that you want to talk about or just kind of dive deeper into those topics. So 
Hey, Super Murgatroyd's in the chat. What's up, Super? Thank you so much for your kind words. I appreciate that. Um, but did anybody else have any questions for our beautiful guests here tonight? Um, if I'll, not, I'll launch the headset. Yes. They have two different versions. So this is the one without the built-in cat ears. This was half the price than the one with the built-in cat ears because the built-in ones are LED. So if, for example, I don't like wearing the cat ears when I'm in work meetings because I like people to take me seriously. So I like having the removable ones. So keep that in mind. So I think together I paid like 100 for the two when it was like 140 to get the ones with the things. I also enjoy, I'm, I'm fine with having the wired because... I hate having to charge my headset. Yeah, I feel that. I think I feel something. That. It's funny because I, I, I had wireless. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was say that because people were interested in the makeup, rather than going through the list of everything, maybe what I'll do is on Saturday's stream, start by doing my makeup so people can see the process and the products I use. That would so be cool. It's Saturday. That would starting be cool. at 4 p.m. Central. I'll do my makeup on stream. How does that sound? for folks yeah so get ready get ready with me to go nowhere jenna marbles fans my heart. <laughs> i know you're you're not the only one to say it you're not the only one to say it but uh it'll be on the vod <laughs> blue eyes says bless our queen <laughs> i love it i love it i love it hell yeah um yeah okay cool definitely i think that's a fantastic idea i think that's a fantastic idea and it's it's a different piece of content outside of you know the normal game concept co content uh it's something for people to get to know what you talked about if they're actually interested in the makeup or just know you as a person and um uh, yeah that's awesome zen says i've been doing my makeup my whole life and i still suck hey well you know what I think you look fine, Zen. I think you look just fine. I wouldn't even uh, wouldn't even sweat it. But uh, again, guys, if you have any other questions, go ahead and uh, ask them now because I'm going to have uh, Peach Sweet Tea uh, go ahead and put the name of the person that we were going to raid in the chat, and we'll do our closing statements, and uh, and yeah, we'll be good to go. Again, guys, this... this um... Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, we... Earlier in the stream. Oh, okay. I missed that part. My bad. But... Uh... This will be on YouTube and Spotify by the weekend. So if you guys missed any part of the show or you just want to rewatch it and, and kind of, you know, go through it and, and all that good stuff, it will be on YouTube and Spotify by the weekend. And again, guys, this is episode four. This marks a whole month of doing the podcast so far. It's gone by so quick. But as you know, uh, time flies when you're having fun. It's been a ton of fun. And uh, I think I, I think we're good. Anything else that you would like to say there? Uh, blue eyes, tonkatsu. Of the three, Tonkatsu is my favorite. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always down to talk about these types of things on stream, off stream, anything like that. Follow me on Twitter. It's the same username as on Twitch. Um, if you just need to fire off a message or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open book. There's some things I'll only talk to my therapist about, but those are very few things that I won't talk about in public. Nice. Because <laughs> I want, I want to normalize nice. it. I want. Some people have, oh, big raid. Melbogia, what are you doing? No, we were just getting ready to raid out here too. My dude, guys, welcome raiders. Lemon, thank you for the biddies. Uh, Melbogia, Paper Crane, how you doing? Guys, we were currently uh, about to wrap up a two and a half hour uh, podcast session with our beautiful guest here, Peach Sweet Tea. If you guys are interested in more of their content, let me go ahead and post the link. We talked about a lot of great stuff tonight. We talked about a lot of good stuff tonight. It was uh, anything from, you know, being a minority, both in the real world and on Twitch. Um, 
anthropology school. We I got rated when I was, we're just gonna we're gonna keep passing it forward then, Mobogia. I was lurking. I was actually lurking on your stream, uh, on my laptop here, and I was actually gonna go hang out with you as soon as we wrapped up here. But uh, how was your stream? Welcome, Raiders. Uh, we do the podcast every single Wednesday. So if you do got if you guys do enjoy this content every single Wednesday, uh, we just kind of sit down, we change the pace, um, talk about some streaming stuff, content creation, real life stuff as well, food, travel, pretty much anything under the sun. Um, you know, we do it once a week. So again, if you do like this content and the videos do go up on YouTube every single weekend after the podcast is live streamed. So there is the link there. If you're interested, feel free to sub to the YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, you know, all the other stuff that I'm obligated to say for, now that I'm a full-time YouTuber. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but again, Mel Bojia, thank you so much for the raid, dude. If you guys don't follow him, he is an amazing pirate, the pirate king himself. Uh, definitely go give him a follow and smash that like button yeah right hit that notification bell but again guys welcome to the to the stream a little bit about myself before we do go my name is cinematic mike i'm a variety streamer a drummer a filmmaker and i love having fun and obviously this is my beautiful guest peach sweet tea here uh plays a lot of valheim final fantasy other games like that phasmophobia so definitely don't be scared to drop that follow hop in the streams everything like that and if you're not currently following mel Bogia, an amazing dude such a freaking just good vibes good vibes all around so you got three beautiful, amazing raids, and I was so happy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, again, guys, uh, we talked about a lot of good stuff here today. We talked about real-life issues. We talked about, again, diversity. Uh, we touched into, like, Native American uh, culture and, and society, if you will, as well. Uh, we, just so many good things. So, we talked about self-care. We talked about, uh, you know, dealing with disabilities, um, stream stuff, content stuff. So definitely check out the YouTube this weekend if you missed the episode and check out the other episodes we had hermit last week uh we had uh jdog the week before and then we had wings or x as our first guest amazing content creators amazing people and i look forward to continuing to grow the podcast so peach sweet tea was there anything else you would like to say to our beautiful beautiful chat right now thank you all so much for sticking around i know a lot of times these types of topics don't because they're not like catchy content whatever that pulls people in like uh, fall guys run does or something like that um so i appreciate people sticking around asking questions keep the conversation going um yeah yeah i appreciate that i i, I agree i agree yeah i feel good about myself and that well that's what i love about my uh our community my community whatever you want to call it is that you know again we have a very very huge wide range of people very diverse uh very accepting very um you know just all walks of life, all walks of life. And again, guys, if you're not currently in the Discord, hop in because the conversation does not end when the stream ends. It keeps going off stream. Uh, it's a place to get to know each other. You can post selfies, your your food pictures, um, pretty much anything. You know, we have a place where you can vent, get stuff off your chest. Obviously, we are not licensed uh, therapists or anything by that means. But if you need a friend to talk to, that is the place to do it. But that being said, guys, huge shout out again to my guest here. Huge shout out to the chat. You guys asked some amazing questions tonight. You guys brought the vibes. You brought the uh, the energy, and I do appreciate you guys. So we'll talk to you soon, and uh, let's go show this lovely, lovely person at Leia Lux some love, and let's uh, let's pay it forward, guys. Let's let's keep it rocking. Again, much love. Love you all. This is I love you in sign language. There it is. <laughs> okay, like that. Yeah. There it is. All right. Much love, guys. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Bye-bye. Hey, guys. That concludes this week's episode of the podcast. 
please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and even share with a friend. Huge shout out to our guest this week. And just a reminder, we do stream the show every single Wednesday at twitch.tv slash cinematic mic. So pop on by, ask some questions, and we'd love to see you there. Peace.